I'm Rizlar. I'm Frosty. As nobody's really engaged quite yet. Yep, oh, there we have a bit of- Oh, is that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the value pack. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Value Pack. Uh, shit, yeah, I don't think we got anything. Let's just jump into it. Our guest today, uh, I am Choice. Thanks for joining us today, brother. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for inviting me here, guys. No problem. So we got a lot of stuff uh, to go over today. Some large stuff, some small stuff, a little small pieces of news. But let's start with kind of a background on you. Uh, how long have you been playing the game? Have you always played Zerker? You know, kind of give us a, a history of choice. Yeah, sure. So I started the game like three days after it launched on Steam. So that was like right around June of 2017. And I started playing with like a group of maybe 12 other friends from another game. And I'm pretty much the only one that's still playing. So it got me hooked, made me switch from RuneScape, and uh, now it's like my main game ever since then. I started on Zerker, and I'm still on Zerker, and I've never really leveled or played any other classes other than maybe like level 58 for the Shy event or 56 for random-ass lawn events and stuff like that. But yeah, pretty hardcore Zerker right now. Well, yeah. And what, what gear score are you at now? I'm at 676. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that little Dives log kind of pushed me up a little extra gear score for free. So I like those. <laughs> Dives helped you get there. Um, now, are you? do you have real gear or damage reduction gear? Wow. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> and second of all, I have DR. Okay, I heard. Well, Zerker can't do a vision. I mean, they can, but reduced effectiveness, right? Yeah. Well, okay. So I actually did a little bit of testing with that with Devious. He kind of put on a hypothetical evasion build since he has so many different accessories, and he played and he went on his Zerker. And evasion is viable, but you really have to be like full C nine with Akutum and distortions. So you're, you're going to lose an AP bracket, but you're probably going to gain about like 7% tankiness-ish. It wasn't that dramatic. See, it's probably just better to go like a standard DR and HP route for Zerker, basically. Yeah, if you ever want to be full AP monkey, maybe maybe the day that you're able to hit 309 Kudum, you would want to do that. But otherwise, uh, you know, if you can't hit that last AP bracket, you're probably just better off DR on Zerk, personally. Unless you try to go some kind of crazy hybrid build, then for sure evasion. Right. Yeah. So, like, if you're using like Sissel Neck and stuff, it kind of takes you to a whole different place, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're going, if you're trying to do like a 269 AP, 400 DP type of build, uh, then yeah, for sure evasion would be way better than DR. Yeah. I was, um, I mean, just because DR is just what I had. So it's kind of what I've been working on forever. So I was like, uh, I wasn't. I didn't get to full C9, but I was like C6, C6, C5, C5 with uh, full pen DR, and like recently I just said fuck it and pulled all my cappers out and switched because I don't know. I just I play Kuno or like all the classes I play kind of benefit from 
evasion yeah. in some way. Kuno, Sork, Ninja, Mystic. Yeah, so it's like I mean uh, it's really only it's really only Valkzerker and Warrior that can really use DR effectively over evasion. Yeah, I, I heard someone say that you were switching. So I guess that's not true then? You're gonna end up not switching? No. Yeah, no, I'm not switching. I contemplate it every time I fight some type of a hardcore evasion class and be like, man, why are they so much tankier than me? But then I just forget about it and keep going. Yeah. Zethian made the switch. I experienced that recently. <laughs> He's like... Yeah, that was a bit uh, controversial to me. Oh, yeah? Why? Like, yeah, the switch is like... I don't know. I kind of tested his tankiness after he's before I like I've one v one him before and he was very tanky and then after one v one him again he felt less tanky but his block seemed way stronger and so from a standpoint of being on your feet he seems tankier but like when do you ever die on your feet you know like you always get CC and you die and so I feel like overall it probably was a downgrade unless he was going for his hybrid build where he puts on like the centaur belt then he can get some pretty big benefits but other than that, for his AP fighting with Kudum, I felt like he was like maybe a little bit squishier. Interesting. Well, yeah, I haven't fought him in a long time. Like before, when he was DR, it's been a long time. But I've recently fought his evasion build, and I did like no damage, so it was fun. I have a question. Do you think it since like we're kind of in like this evasion meta where everybody's fucking wearing evasion? You think it would actually be worth to grab like a Tet or a Pen RC for that bonus accuracy? Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of benefit to having Pen RCEs, but you'd have to be able to still maintain high AP because the thing right. about a DR set is that you don't really lose that much DR. Like, I think, um, I might have 60 more DR than the average evasion build, and I'm full of full DR. So you still need a, a good amount of AP to cut through all that DR, but then the accuracy starts helping a lot. Yeah, what about accuracy offhands? When are those going to be meta again? Oh my gosh, if they made like... Could you imagine... So on Zerker we have Oros Knot, which is the AP offhand version. I don't know what it's called in the other classes. But if that had more accuracy on it, Oh my gosh, man. Like, take away the special effect thing. Just leave it as a slightly less AP option to Nuber and just add accuracy on it. Uh, it would actually make evasion counterable. Right now, it's just pretty much... Un it's very difficult to, if not uncounterable. Yeah, because Sayer at Tet gives, like, what, fucking NAP or some shit? At Pin? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like, they give such a small amount of AP, the accuracy ones, that you got to drop, like, from 290 AP down to, like, 260. <laughs> to where it's silly. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like they're, like, slowly going in a direction of, like, in a weird way, trying to mitigate the situation by adding accessories that have more accuracy, like distortion or adding the new crystals. But... Because, yeah, I think if they just straight up, like, nerfed it in some way, would be people would be pissed. Because really, it's still expensive and super hard to make an evasion build. So if it got nerfed, it would be sad. For some. Yeah. Well, maybe their endgame is 
just keep on giving everybody free AP. So eventually we go over 300. <laughs> Everybody's over 309. We don't have any more brackets to go for. So we all just put on a bunch of accessories that give us accuracy. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You can maintain 309 with the pen RCs with enough Deeves log and encyclopedias. Right. I don't know, man. It's like some of the it's crazy too because i feel like evasion becomes so effective even like on the lower end right like not not comparing against people that are all like 300 ap but when you drop down to like the people that have 270 ap you don't need like 350 dp with evasion to start doing really well against people that only have like 269 ap like i've noticed um like there's a lot of people i run into right now i'm not even like Caffrist or anything in my switch i still am like just I, and i only have like 650 evasion and there's a lot of people that can't kill me my dp is not even 330 right now but like on dr like those same people and again i'm kuno so it's a little bit different but those same people could not we're doing like basically the same thing when i was 350 dp on dr and that's what frustrated me so much because it wasn't easy to get to 350 and I'm like, dude, I still get blown up instantly by everything. I don't know. Yeah, I feel against like Sorks in general. It seems like magic classes versus Zerker just get shredded. And any class that has like special attack modifiers like floating, or not floating, but like uh, air attacks when you get floated, mm -hmm. like ninjas, like classes like those, I know that everybody struggles with them, but <laughs> when you see a 285 AP Sork, Archer, or Ninja come up to you and just shred through your 1,500 hours of progression to DP, then it's like, <laughs> all right, see you later, dude. Yeah. Dude, I am so happy that even at 676 gear score, Zerker still complains about Sork. It never changes. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that matchup's cancer for Zerker, I feel like. <laughs> it's so annoying, dude. Dude, I, the other thing, too, that kind of drives me nuts is the amount of stats that Aragon Boots gets going from Tet to Pen still makes no sense to me that it's so much less compared to Muskins or other items. Like, just the amount of total overall stats. Like, the amount of DR and evasion you get is, like, two-thirds of what you get on Muskins, which just seems so weird to me. Like, maybe it made sense when everyone was Tet armors, but it, like, does not make any sense now to me. Yeah, the other thing that makes pretty little sense to me is how much sheet DP you gain from Caffrising compared to actually enhancing it to pen. I'd almost like to see maybe a switch where from tet to pen you gain 10 DP, and then when you're Caffrising to C9 you gain 5, because right now it's you gain 5 and then you Caffris up 10. And it just seems like you you pay or perhaps enhance your way to this endgame piece of gear, and you're not even really hitting like you hit maybe not even one DP bracket some or yeah one DP bracket sometimes. Yeah. Whereas Caffrising will bring you up to like two. Yeah, I know it does. It is it is kind of weird. <clears throat> and a lot of the time too, like most people that get their first pen armor, they already had like either C three or C four tet, so they actually only gain one or two DP. True. <laughs> which was like yeah that was how like all my pens were i was like all right now i'm uh 324 with my pen dimtree instead of 322 let's go um yeah i don't know it's it's weird but um 
All right, let's just say hypothetically they did they buffed DR a little bit to make it just I guess like cost. I I don't know what the balance would be, but maybe um per silver like equally as effective as evasion like per silver investment. Do you think it would fuck with PVE? Because that's one thing that's like noticeable right away is even at at high DP like you take way more damage with evasion in places like Sakrea or probably Ash Forest than you do with DR. Like, so if DR got even stronger, I don't know. It's like, seems like you'd be unkillable in PvE. I don't know if that matters or not, but... Well, I've seen some pretty, like, similar in gear score evasion builds to my own, or similar in DP, I guess, and they they don't, they seem like they take less damage to Sakrya. Like, I've tried, I fight snake down there every once in a while and like whenever i'm fighting a mystic that has a lot of dp it seems like the mobs are chunking me way harder than them so maybe it mightn't be noticeable in the beginning but i think you actually start benefiting pretty hard from the evasion in the end game yeah rose what's your DP? but i do think yeah buffing dr would make it would make pve a lot less scary but at the amount of gear we're talking about, PV is not very scary. So we'll see if that, like, it would have some sort of effect on Ash Forest for sure, whenever that might come out. What'd you say, Frosty? Well, what's your DP? What are you rocking on your Zerker? 301. Are you 269? AP? Uh, I am 271 right now. Oh, did you get a Ted Ogre? You bought it? No, i doing journals. <laughs> Oh, you finally did your Deeves and all that? Or, uh, well, yeah, Bartali. I haven't finished Bartali's. I need two more Nuver hides to be 273. And then I'm probably re rolling off the of Zerker because, uh, I'm just getting tired of it. Uh oh. What are you going? I'm getting tired of being killed in iframe with my ulti. So I'm going to re roll to something with iframes that work. Oh, shit. I feel like wait, what what class did you say you like? You said you like Sork. You're gonna roll Sork. I didn't say I like Sork. I said that I've steeled myself to re-roll Sork. I see. That's how I feel about re-rolling. It's like, you know, if you're gonna go through the trouble of re-rolling, you may as well just go to the most OP thing in the game, you know? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty fucking much. I mean, here's the here's the thing that I, I realized recently. It's like Way back in the day, I re-rolled Wizard literally just because I was like, this is the strongest class in the game, and it's really like not that difficult to play. So like, why wouldn't I re-roll it? And I'm kind of coming to that same point with Sork at the moment. Wait, what, what year was this when Wizard was the strongest class in the game? This was like before the CC changes. When I was doing nothing but node warring, I wasn't playing the game, I wasn't grinding, I wasn't doing anything. Literally all I did is I would show up to node warriors and then I would leave. And I would go play other games. I see. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, it sucks to, if a class that you like to play style is on the low end, but... For me personally, I don't I don't care too much about being like the strongest, but definitely wanted to not feel like you're at a huge disadvantage all the time. 
Well, I want to be clear. It's not that Zerk's on the low end. I don't think Zerk is on the low end. No, no, I just mean like something that you'd roll to. Like you probably, would you consider oh, yeah, rolling yeah, yeah, yeah. to Valk? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, but like, obviously my, in the back of my head, I'm like, if Warrior wasn't so dog shit, I'd love to go back to Warrior, right? Because mm. like, it's kind of like it, my two loves in this game are Berserker and Warrior, but Warrior is dog shit. And Berserker, I, I love Berserker with all my heart, but fuck, man, it's got so many issues that I just can't fucking stand that it, it makes me literally not want to play the game. So if I have to choose between playing the class that I quote-unquote like playing, but it makes me want to quit the fucking game, or just re-rolling to something better and you know trying to enjoy the game, I'll just fucking re-roll and then maybe come back to Berserker later. When you get new a new ISP? <laughs> yeah, whenever I move or whenever they decide to actually make our iframes work, the like two that we have. Do you do your iframes work, choice? Oh no, not really. <laughs> so they they kind of work sometimes, but the, the iframe starts so late in the animation that a lot of the time it will never go off when you kind of want it to. You know, you kind of identify, wow, I'm in danger, and then you do the ability. And two seconds later, it's an iframe. So it has to be while you are pretty much at full momentum. Yeah. And if you if you start the ability, which has a pretty decent animation at the start, it's like a second or a second and a half long. You usually will get grabbed or CC'd or something out of it. Dude, that's the annoying part is it's like you think in your head, you're like, oh, this is an iframe when you're in the air, except not really. Because even when you're in the air, it's not till you're at like max height, full thrust, that it becomes an iframe. Yeah, like, and at that point, what's part. the point of it being an iframe? Yeah, because like the, like the one at second. <laughs> at that point, you're gone. You know, like you're yeah. oh, nobody's hitting you. Like no, with desync and like server ticks and or whatever. I don't know. With desync in general the chance of somebody even hitting you when you're at that speed in the air is probably zero anyway. And so the fact that it's an iframe then is pretty much useless. So we basically don't have an iframe. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty annoying at times. And it's like, you know, I, I'm not the best berserker, but I, I know what I'm doing. I think I'm slightly above average, but it's like, Sometimes, man, it feels like there's just nothing you can you can do. I mean, I don't know. But you fight these iframey classes at large scale where the desync is the worst, and there's literally it feels like there's zero percent chance of you winning because and on the rare occasion you actually manage to land a grab. Oh, just kidding, desync get fucked, idiot. And it's like, ugh, okay, I don't know, man. It's it's very annoying. I really think <laughs> controversial opinion, I'm sure, but I'm gonna hold it till the day I die or the day it happens. I wish they would nerf Q buff, stop allowing people to transfer their BSR, and then actually make Zerker good. Because I think aside from ulti and Q buff, Zerker is not actually that good. But because we have to weigh those two into the equation and they're so broken, like they're so overpowered. We have to say, yeah, Zerker's pretty fucking good. Yeah, my whole stance on the Q buff is like, 
I don't really think Q-Buff is as much of a problem as as the down smashes. And yes. the fact that you can down smash somebody so many times, it shouldn't be a mechanic in the first place. I think that you should be able to down smash somebody one time and not 17 times if you roll enough RNG, you know? Yes, exactly. Like, the damage isn't the issue. It's the fact that the act of being down smashed over and over and over again via Q-Buff or just Ranger uh, is very unfun and <laughs> not uh, not good for the game. So, And to make matters worse, when you're on the ground, you can't V, which makes it even more Yeah, right? <laughs> Your get-out-of-jail-free like, card doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, sometimes with like a refloat or a down smash when your body's in there, you can, but it's like a 50-50 chance that you hit it in time. I don't know. There are Bring times where I, there are times. Well, you can't. The old V you still couldn't V on the ground either. Yeah, you could. No, no, you never could V when you're on your back. I'm um, choice third party. You choice. I don't even you? remember the old V. Oh my god! The only difference on the old V is that you could move when you got out. You could not. You could not use it on the ground. I, you definitely could, dude. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. No, no, no. You're crazy. All right, comment down below whether Old V allowed you to V while you were on the ground. I'm almost certain it did. Mm, I don't remember this. But either way, still bring back Old V, because being stuck in that two-second animation when you come out of it is fucking cancer. And the fact that it puts your weapons away is pretty stupid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah and then, so dumb. oh my god, that weird desync that happens where you do the animation, your weapons are put away, you take out your weapons, and then your character just glitches back to having them put away. Has that yeah, ever happened? Or you, you, you try to do an ability and it just puts it on cooldown. Oh yeah. my god, dude. You use Lava Piercer and then it's just like, nah, just kidding, go fuck yourself. So and I don't know what they're thinking about with that one because, like, what are you doing? You know, you're gathering a sheep and you're like, oh man, I got a V away. In that situation, it's fine. <laughs> but, you know, if you're fighting a mob or you're, you know, dying to a player, you probably had your weapons out. Like, there's pretty, like, 99% of the time, you probably are in combat and the other 1%, you accidentally hit V. And in either situation, I want my weapons out when I come out of it. Yeah, even in PvE where they follow you or if you don't have anywhere to go, it's kind of funny. It's like, well, I veed away from the mobs, and then they caught me anyway. Also, get rid of the pseudo-V. I'm getting sick and tired of it. There's too many people doing it now. Yeah, escape, escape. What? Pseudo-V? Yes. Oh, escape, escape? It's yeah. cancer. It has no place in this game. It's literally what V should be, and it's just annoying. Yeah, it needs like a... Uh... Escape, escape. Oh, I don't even know, because like there's situations obviously where its current iteration is gonna save you. If you get like, if you're grinding and you get stuck in a rock and the mobs can still hit you, right? You want to be able to get out immediately. But then like, you, I don't know. Yeah, there's node wars. Like I, the other day we were one v one in barcode, and like every three fights, like four or five people would escape, escape. So they'd get out when they're CC'd. So it's like yeah. they have the V and then escape, escape, and it's like really hard to kill people like that. It's tough. In yeah. what region were you fighting him? 
Um, I think we were in Calpheon. It was on a Node Wars, like a 55 man. I can't remember. Yeah, it, definitely in Node Wars. There's a lot of situations on certain nodes where escapescaping is way more efficient than dying, especially later in the game or depending on where your base placements are. And I think that's more of a problem than escape escape in general. Because if you are fighting in, say, let's let's say Medea, you're fighting Medea Castle and it's siege day, you have a one minute timer. So you have the choice of dying, getting a one minute timer or escape escaping. You go all the way to Altanova. You're probably not going to get back anywhere close to a minute uh, to your, your base or to the enemy base. Like it's less efficient to escape escape. And so escape escape becomes the mechanic where I got stuck in a bridge yesterday and you escape escape and you can get out. And it's it's fine that that is every five minutes for that situation because it can be pretty annoying to, to fall into a bridge, be riding back, you fall into a bridge again. Now you got to wait 30 minutes like that doesn't seem right. But they just need to make sure that escape escape is always going to be less efficient than dying. And as long as they can fix that in Nodor and Siege, then I feel like it's all right. What if there was just a longer animation? Like, you hit escape, escape, and then your character is like kind of just sitting there for 10 seconds, and then it goes. Yeah, I mean, that could work too, but as long as it is, doesn't, it's not going to screw you up based on um, that, that sometimes when you get bugged, you can't put your weapon, you can't take your weapons out, you can't use any abilities, like it just totally messes you up. As long as you can still escape, escape in those situations, and that's a pretty good fix. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm getting tired of it, man. It's getting old. I'm tired of winning the fight, basically, because fights are one in one CC, basically. And then it's like, ah, just kidding. Go fuck yourself. You didn't win. They're going to come back now with full HP, and you got to do it all over again. Yeah. It's just so annoying. It's rough. And now it's so easy to use, <laughs> too, with the hockey. Uh... Um, yeah, so should we talk about G-Star for a second? Yeah, enough rambling. None of this was scripted. Uh, <laughs> let's get into the scripted topics. Uh, so G-Star happened. You went to it, Choice. Kind of, what was that like? Was it was it dope? Was it lame? Or were kind of your thoughts about the event as a whole? And did you carpool with Blade Bow Quest? <laughs> I carpool with Blade Bow Quest every day. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of the event... So I'll talk about the actual event center itself, uh, external of PA. Uh, the entire event in itself was pretty under, it was underwhelming to see what the other developers kind of brought to the table. And I know I'm throwing like real big shade right now, but I honestly wholeheartedly believe that PA had the best booth and also had like the best announcements. Oh, that whole event was just mobile games like Call of Duty Mobile, you had like, you know, whatever little weeby games, like this just a whole bunch of, <laughs> it was just mobile games, it was crazy. And so the whole event, like the entire other side was Google's, uh, Google's booth. And they were talking about their, uh, it was Google and Samsung. And they were talking about like the, the Samsung game launcher on your phone. And I'm like, Dude, what the heck is coming up? What's going on with gaming, man? Like all these companies are selling out so hardcore. They're like, man, mobile games, where all the money's at? We're just going to make a bunch of phone games. And it just that whole part of the event was like, OK, there wasn't really much to explore other than Pearl Abyss. But Pearl Abyss's booth was pretty sick. 
Like they had Shadow Arena demo gameplay. Like they had 48 computers or something like that in a semicircle. And you would line up uh, in a nice little line. You would get to play around a Shadow Arena and you were in the game with all the players that were like right there on the floor with you and all the computers were numbered. So like you could pretty much tell if you were fighting a guy that was like right next to you based on the number of his character on the screen, also his computer number. So it was a pretty cool situation there. And I also got to like play Shadow Arena with Blade and Joe and Morlin, as well as uh, uh, Crosian, who is who's Blade brought along. And it was pretty cool to have that sort of I don't know play against them in a game that like hadn't even come out yet so I don't know that whole situation was cool and then they also had a nice little store uh, underneath a second balcony and I'll talk about the second balcony after but the store itself had like cool little um, black spirit chibi looking things they could hold like axes and stuff and they had sweaters and all types of different merchandise you could buy and that for me was cool since I really think Prohibition should have an online store that sells merch. I feel like people would eat that up. And so for me to be able to like go there and buy some of that merch and have it's like pretty sick. Um, and then after that, on the other side, they had Eve Online, which I think Prohibition recently bought. So they had like yeah. a section of Eve Online there. And they had also like gameplay. I'm not sure. I didn't even go to that booth because I wasn't super interested in Eve, but they had computers there you could play. And then the second level was kind of like, Kind of like the, I don't know, sort of like a penthouse, I guess. It had a couple of streaming computers, and those ones were hooked up to all of the computers downstairs, so you could play Shadow Arena while you were streaming against the people on the ground floor. And then it also had like a little kitchen area. You could get snacks and uh, drinks and whatever. So the entire thing was done really well. And the last thing they had was like an Xbox section, and you got to sit down on like some beanbag chairs and play on console and stuff like that. So the whole the whole thing was like just round of applause, honestly, because it was really well done, really well moderated. And yeah, just it was pretty amazing. And it was like it was a sight to see you walk into G Star. It's like, okay, this is the booth, you know, like this is you see the main stage and it's like, okay, these are the guys that knows what they're doing here. How um, how was Shadow Arena? Like comparative compared to the old version and the new version. I mean, all we really saw is the trailer so far, but um, I haven't watched any gameplay video. But yeah, how how does it feel or play compared to the old version? And do the classes have new abilities? I'm very curious about that. So I I know a little bit about the old Shadow Arena, but I don't know enough to know if the abilities are different on the classes. Oh, actually, I do know enough. Never mind. Okay, I know everything, dude. So the old Shadow <laughs> Arena. Yeah, the old Shadow Arena um, was objectively to me a lot worse. I think the new one is a lot better. So the way if you guys have ever played a MOBA or like particularly League, you have four abilities and then you have like flash and heal and teleport, stuff like that. So all classes now have those two types of abilities that they share amongst all different classes. So you have this ability that's kind of like a flash. It's called blink. And then you have this other ability that's kind of like um, when your V glitches and you immediately respawn at the exact same spot, except you can use that ability to get out of a CC. 
So say you get grabbed, you can use that ability on a three minute cooldown and you immediately get out of that CC and then you come back to existence right where you were CC'd. Oh, it's a CC and so, break. Yeah, it's a CC break ability every three minutes. It's pretty freaking cool. And then, so the, the other four abilities, you no longer get duplicate abilities when you kill mobs. You just get skill books that allow you to skill into the first level of either of the four abilities or you could save up several books and like skill into only one skill and just have a really powerful singular skill and have like nothing specked into your other ones so you give it gives a little bit of variability and you know how certain classes will build but there's definitely oh, so the abilities have ranked yeah so you can go like rank one all the way up to three exactly oh okay interesting yeah so I think it's a lot better than having that many abilities. It definitely makes it easier for a new player, but I still think that metas are going to exist and certain skills definitely seem like they're stronger than others. So I don't know if there's going to be much like, Oh, I wonder what that warrior is specced into. It's more like, I pretty much know what that warrior is specced into for a player that's uh, seasoned in shadow arena. Right. Yeah. And they also have, um, like different objectives throughout the game now. I don't know if this was in old Shadow Arena, but you could like, there's certain obelisks that spawn if you beat them up and you kill them, you get like a 60 second buff that makes you very strong. And then there's also like new Black Star weapons and armors. If you kill these particular PVE bosses, uh, you can drop it or maybe has a really good chance. I've never seen it not drop it, so maybe it's guaranteed. And then they also have... Um, I think the, the smog in the old Shadow Arena used to instantly kill you, and now you actually have some grace, and you can like loot a corpse if you killed somebody and then still get into the zone. Um, yeah. But if you stay there too long, uh, the Black Spirit will actually come out and like smack you pretty hard, so you can't really... Yeah, that was, how the old, that was how the old one worked as well. Essentially, if you were in the like smoke or whatever, uh, like if you were standing around for more than like two seconds basically the black spirit would pop up and do like a giant aoe nuke that if you didn't have like an ass load of uh gear would basically one shot you okay so it definitely it didn't feel like it was that strong of an ability maybe he gets more harsh as time goes on because there's a lot of time i was sitting in the smoke accidentally because i wasn't paying attention and uh you have a lot of variability now but overall, like the game just played super smoothly. You no longer need to go around and try to find your character at the start of the game. You just choose what character you want to play. And I thought that was pretty nice because, you know, most people have their mains anyway, and they're just going to go for their mains. So it kind of created this tedious process where everybody was just searching for their class for a long time. But now you just choose it right off the bat. So that's cool. Right. What sort of like... Um... So, like, obviously, if you're going to play a game over time, there needs to be, like, some sort of progression, something to work for. Like, why would you play Shadow Arena for more than, like, a couple days? Like, is there an outside-of-the-game progression or something? So, this part I have never got to experience because I don't really... I don't think they had it active. Like, they only had the single-player active in the, the build that I played and in the beta that they actually had over the last couple of days, they allowed you to play multiplayer stuff. So we didn't even get to experience that. But from 
talking with like the Shadow Arena dev, it is a standalone game and it is going to have its own like progressionary system. I just don't know what that's going to be. And I don't know if that's going to tie back to Black Desert Online. But when we were talking with him, we kind of we urged him in a bit to say it's got to have some kind of tie back to BDO. Like, I don't know if for in, in my mind, there's sort of uh, overestimating why Shadow Arena was popular. And I think they're overestimating that it was popular due to the gameplay. But I think it was popular due to the money that you can make in BDO. Oh, yeah. And the gameplay was like, a, you know, it was better than grinding. So right. hopefully they hopefully they know that. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. In my mind, uh, unless there's some sort of tie back to BDO, I feel like the initial player base might try it a couple times, but they're not going to stay around. And in order for any battle royale to be popular, it has to have a lot of people because people don't want to wait for queue time. So, I, <laughs> I, I personally think what's going to happen is it's going to come out. It's not going to have any sort of tieback to BDO or just minimal tieback. And I think they're eventually going to try to put it back into BDO. But maybe I'm, um, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe they'll just let it die or something. But unless they have a really fruitful idea of how players are going to strive for getting certain things uh i can't see it being successful coming from my biased opinion and that i don't particularly enjoy that type of game because i'm not really a battle royale player yeah which makes sense um yeah they like so my concern with the longevity of the game was it's like most battle royales when you play like your first game for instance your character looks like dog shit and the whole reason you play the battle royale typically speaking is for like cosmetic enhancements basically so you're like trying to make your character look cool and look different from all the other people in the in the game and uh but it's like shadow arena your characters already look pretty good and they have like your character isn't some rando, right? You're playing like these characters from the BDO storyline that have these very specific looks like Jordine and Tantu and shit like that. So it's like, if it's not going to be looks and if it's not going to be connected to BDO in any way, then why would you play more than like, you know, again, like the first like week, I'm sure it's going to be very popular, but why would you play longer than that? You know, it just uh, I'm I'm very interested to see what they end up doing with that, honestly. Yeah, well, I do know that with Shadow Arena, since it is standalone game, I would imagine you're probably able to do AFK stuff in Black Desert and you're also able to play Shadow Arena. And so it might be a thing that people go back to from time to time where it's like, all right, I'm going to start this cooking tool. I'm going to start this mass processing, whatever, and then maybe play around a Shadow Arena. So if people really wholeheartedly enjoy the game mode, then hopefully the game brings people back to the game and, you know, not some sort of silver gain in BDO like it used to. Right. Um, yeah, let's uh, so let's talk about Plan 8 because a lot of people seem to be pretty hyped for it. But what were kind of your thoughts watching the trailer at G-Star? And then did they have like any announcements or any discussion about it that we didn't see on the stream. So plan eight, I 
don't think I met the dev that made Plan 8, so I, I know little about it other than the announcement. But from the announcement alone, uh, it was pretty awesome. Like, I used to be a like a shooter game player, and coming from Call of Duty or Halo, stuff like that, seeing a game that's going to have MMO aspects in it and also be like prim primarily revolving around like first person shooter type stuff. I really am excited for it and I'm definitely going to be playing it, but it's going to be, um, it's going to be interesting to see what type of MMO aspects they have in it. Cause they really didn't talk much about it, but I would assume that they have some sort of like long-term progressionary system in your gear and whether or not that gear is going to help you when you're, queuing up in pvp lobbies with other players is going to be interesting but i think the game looks really well done and i think that the storyline seems like it's cool kind of like that futuristic vibe but not futuristic where i don't know you're flying around the map like in advanced warfare and call of duty like stuff like that i don't think people like very much but it seemed yeah. cool like wall running and cool little robots and stuff you can have like there's a lot of potential that's what i'll say yeah, it looked a lot like uh, The Division to me. Did you ever play The Division? I've seen footage of The Division, yeah, yeah. It, seemed, it, it seemed very similar to that. I never played it, but I, I watched a lot of gameplay. Frosty, you played The Division, right? Yeah, I um, I loved The Division, but no one played with me, so I was like always by myself. <laughs> um, well, now yeah. you can play Plan 8, dude. Everybody's hyped for it. Yeah, they didn't give any release dates on any of it, though, right? Maybe Shadow Arena? Um, I think they said that they're aiming to have a beta in late next year. I think they said for Crimson Desert and I think Doki V. I think those are the two that they said they're aiming for a closed beta next year. So that's right. I think that's the only date they gave. No release date, just that. Yeah, Planet looked fun. Uh, so wait, you were saying it has a... Uh... Or they were mentioning some sort of like MMO elements to it. No, he's saying he doesn't know what kind oh, okay. of MMO elements. No, like they, they, it's definitely going to have MMO elements in it. That's for sure. Yeah, so it probably um, is like division. Because that, that's how division. But what those are going to be, we're not quite sure. Right. I bet you it's going to be like the division. I'd put if I had to put money down, I would say I bet you this is going to be similar to the division. Loot what kind of MMO aspects did that game have? Well, I don't know if MMO is the right word, but it was like, I mean, it, it kind of is like Destiny, except for more realistic, right? Except for the fact that everyone's like a bullet sponge, which I guess is not <laughs> realistic. But um, I mean, you're just progressing, you're gearing up and progressing and you can play with others. And it had this kind of open world map that was like ever changing and adapted like over time. So... Yeah, and you I had like the black zone where like the PvP was, right? Yeah, they had like four v four PvP. They had uh, most of the the dungeons, quote unquote, were four player, but then they had like eight player raids and stuff. So I don't know. I mean, if that was what they that were doing, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, just eventually gun for me anyway. Gunplay gets boring. I preferred like the fantasy thing, but I, I liked that Plan Eight had like the you know the little scorpion tail and like the mechanical stuff seemed like it'd make it a little more interesting the the car yeah. door that blocks five thousand bullets <laughs> yeah <laughs> that god that godly car door 
Um, yeah, I think this is the first time that a shooter game has come out from a primarily like MMO company. So it's going to, I really expect the MMO aspect of it to be much more fruitful than Destiny, even though Destiny, like, like Destiny, I'm pretty sure Destiny 2 is made by Bungie, right? Yes. And that Bungie is like shooter games, Halo. Like, Halo, that's what they're yeah. known for. Whereas B- Pearl Abyss is known for Black Dice Online. Like, so there's a difference in making a shooter game that has MMO elements and then making like an MMO game that's a shooter. So I really, I don't know, maybe I have high expectations, but I think that whatever they do make with the MMO aspects, they're probably going to be pretty well thought out. I don't know, man. Every news article I've read in the past like six months has said that Pearl Abyss's main achievement was Black Desert Mobile. So uh, <laughs> they make mobile games, Which I guess. Which is still an MMO. Yeah. A mobile game, dude. It's also like, it just makes them money. So that's what they're going to get accolades for. Yeah, I know. It no just cracks what. me up because I never see them talk about Black Desert Online. It's just Pearl Abyss, the creators of Black Desert Mobile. I'm like, and Black Desert Online. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you guys talk about your your interview with the uh, or not? Interview, no, I'm, sorry, I'm just I keep kind of call- going through all the games right now. I keep thinking of it as an interview. Did they did they have any other besides the trailer? Was there anything else on Crimson Desert? What we're not there yet. See, calm down. Oh, we're not. No, we're not. We still got to talk about the best announcement. Doki Uh, V, dude. (laughs) Isn't it called Doki Sword and Shield? Doki Sword and Shield. (laughs) Choice. Doki V not just a ripoff of Pokemon, but an MMO format? Tell me. I mean, I even call the little things that you catch Pokemon, so (laughs) I maybe. It's Doki Mon, dude. Don't be Dokimon. It's like it's maybe it's a ripoff of Digimon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be a great defense. Like uh, we did not rip off Pokemon. Have you ever heard of Digimon? <laughs> All right, uh, Crimson Desert. So I'm I'm hoping that you talk to the devs from Crimson Desert, considering that's like the most BDO type game we got. Yeah, yeah, I talked to the lead project manager of the entire thing. So, yeah, I got to talk to him over dinner the sec- er, two nights after the announcement. So, yeah. And so what kind of things did he tell you about? Like, what kind of insight did you get from talking to him? Well, I think the biggest thing that a lot of people that probably watch this podcast would be interested in knowing. And one thing I, like, explicitly asked can I share this information back to the community is that Crimson Desert is like, it's not a succession to Black Desert. It's not even close to a replacement to Black Desert. And a lot of the stuff that you might like in BDO is might not, or is probably not going to exist in Crimson Desert. It seems like it's going to be a very different game. And it's not like, wow, all of my progression in BDO doesn't matter anymore because this new game is coming out and anyone's always everyone's just going to play this new game and that's it like it didn't seem that way at all the way that he talked about the game it was other than the name it was pretty different so i guess rest easy if you are worried about putting in time to bdo right now because 
I really think that it's a game that I'm going to play alongside BDO. And one thing about Crimson Desert too is like, it looks like it has a very well thought out fruitful campaign. And so for players that like lore and things like that, you're probably really going to enjoy it. And it also takes place in a time before Black Desert Online existed. But uh, <laughs> in general, it seems like more of um, it's going to have PvP aspects in it. But the vibe I got, it seemed like it was very more PvE focused in a way. You know, I, my thought and maybe like my inkling based on the talk is like it kind of seems like that's where they're going to put raids. That's where they're going to put like big boss monsters and it, it seems like a lot of the aspects revolve around pve whereas in bdo i feel like pvp is sort of the center core of this game if you're not a life skiller that would be interesting to see if they kind of turned if they basically said listen we have two mmos one of them is pvp focused one of them is pve focused they both have both obviously but if you want that PvE experience, like if that's the most important thing for you, maybe you like Crimson Desert more. If the most important thing for you is the PvP experience, you might want to check out Black Desert more. That would be kind of interesting to see them do if that were to be yeah. the case. Yeah, and that's that's really what I feel. The first thing I thought was like, this seems like the game that, you know, Potion Shop blonde bear bria like all the hardcore pve players that like going out there and grinding and they're not really super interested in pvp it kind of seems like crimson desert's going to be like okay we got a lot more fruitful pve we got more cool things to do in pve things like that and then if you're like the hardcore pvp player that likes the big ass fights or it's like you know 400 people on a siege stuff like that uh almost feels like that's where black desert lies well, if that ends up being the case, they better goddamn well give us some arenas in BDO. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? Is like in BDO's current state, like you can argue that it's PvP focused for sure with Node Wars and Siege and all that stuff, but I don't think I would. <laughs> I mean, it definitely is like leans PvP, but without like arenas or rankings, it's like. I don't know. Yeah. What, so I can tell you some of the stuff that we talked to the devs about. Um, there's this there's this one really cool guy, and his code name, I guess, is Oliviero. Um, he, he basically is... He's a guy that kind of relays NA feedback to KR and translates it all and stuff like that. And we were talking with him pretty extensively about battlefields like Red Battlefield on how this game mode has fundamentally not changed for the beginning since it came out, you know what I mean? And it's still popular. You know, you can still click on Red Battlefield. There's 30 people right now. You can just jump in and RBF on noon, you know what I mean? And so the fact that the game mode has existed this long and has not changed and has really shitty rewards just shows how much people like those kind of just queue up bull jump in P pvp little you know little risk little reward doesn't matter i'm just here to brawl and the i kind of said the fact that it's a lot like it stayed this popular this long with no changes it kind of shows the community like 
we want these sort of queue up full PvP game modes. Like, I don't know if it's going to be a capture the flag. I don't, I don't know if that would fit, but some type of thing that you can just queue up in and just go in PvP with like some sort of objective or you know, something else. And same thing with the one v one arena is like we kind of you know nudged pretty hard in saying mobile has one v one three v three. And I don't know if they have five v five arenas, but mobile has what PC wants, and so we're pretty much talking a long time about you know the the, the core of PvP is trying to beat other players at stuff, and especially when it's in a ranked setting when there's a leaderboard, that's when people get really passionate about stuff. And a, a true testament to that is like the Arsha PvP event that's happening right now. Like it came out in the last three, four, five days. You can probably still go to Eastern Border and still PvP people. They're just going crazy over this event that virtually has no rewards. Like the rewards are shit, but there's a leaderboard and people are out there. So if we made an arena that had 1v1, 3v3, 5v5 stuff, and you could just like, queue up in a party or you could just like queue up solo if they had a couple different options it would it would add a lot of reason for people to go out there and grind and get better gear and you know go in those arenas and just like have fun you know so in in your let's just hypothetically say they give us these arenas in your opinion should there be should it be gear matched should it be your gear or should it be uh should there be the option to do one or the other yeah, just the option. I think option is better because there's going to be people that don't want to put in the time to getting better gear. And so, you know, put them on a couple trial characters. And then there's going to be the people that are like, yo, I want to be rank one. But in order to be there, I need to be geared and I need to be skilled. So it's it would be better to have both, in my opinion. All right. Yeah, the like you were saying, the example of the RBF being as popular as it is but even like ba where you have to find an opponent and ask them to go and people spend i mean myself there's no reward for being in ba and i will spend hours in there like there's nothing you're literally just wasting your time in fact it costs you money if you have buffs running it just costs money to be in there um yeah it, it drives me nuts that there's not some queuable thing it, it would be so popular it's almost like people play this game for the PvP. <laughs> yeah, dude. Now I'm going to just start angrily saying, like, what is this, Crimson Desert? Give us some arenas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, so <laughs> what other talk did you, did you talk to the devs about anything else? Um, yeah, there's a lot that, there's a lot that we talked about they a lot of the devs were really receptive to feedback and so like one of the the main feedbacks that they wanted to know about specifically talking to me because i'm circular is about most movement stuff and so with most movement being removed on the global lab i don't know if they really knew when they made that change how much it affected certain classes and I think that's why they held off on putting it in the live server thus far. And I kind of feel like if they really took feedback that I had seriously, it would never reach the game until 
certain fixes to classes existed. And those fixes really are allow us to like turn abilities that have cast time animations. Like some abilities go off instantly, but a lot of classes like Wizard, Witch, Zerker, like classes that have long air animations, they rely on most movements to to move where the damage is going to go because obviously your opponent's moving. And if you have such a long channeled ability, like if you can't even move that ability, well, you now are just a sitting duck. You're a stationary class. You get caught in an animation. You can't do anything. You know what I mean? And that's kind of why it kills Zerker so hard is because a lot of our stuff is like, one of our heals is probably no lie, four or five second animation, and it has a frontal guard. We need to move around the frontal guard or else just literally see you you see you in the animation walk behind you you could walk and cc the person because they're stuck in that animation for so long and so if they uh, fix certain things about changing your camera's perspective like looking around with your mouse and it moved where your ability goes kind of like uh gore roll or yoko ordeal or whatever it's called on on uh which where you can move the damage with your camera turns if all abilities that are channeled in that way allowed you to do that, I think that there would kind of be no need for mouse movement. And ultimately, that would make the balance between Xbox, PS4, and PC a lot closer, which would make balancing issues not as much of a problem as they probably are right now, in that if you buff Zerker, Zerker is way stronger on PC than it is on Xbox. And so changing one thing about a class might not go well on both servers at the same time yeah they would one would be drastically benefited by something while another would maybe not be that much benefited right the for the record this skill is called improved chilling wave it's a witch skill (laughs) Um, better chilling wave but i think goral also works doesn't it yeah yeah goral works the no yoke of ordeal is what it's called um okay yeah girl's like the flow so did they did they happen to mention when you talked to them about it what what the idea was behind removing mouse movement was it solely balance based because i i've i've been tinfoil hatting that it has something to do with their issue with hackers because a lot of the hacks rely on mouse clicking to the lot a lot of like the bots and hacks rely on mouse clicking to like move around because they're literally like stuck in the in the heel like a repetitive like heel animation and they're just like mouse clicking around you can see when you kill them that they still will be jutting around on the ground so i I, my theory was that like one of the reasons they want to get rid of mouse movement is is to help deal with hackers or just make it like an an additional complication for for that but did they talk about that at all or did you hear anything about that i don't think that's the case I do know that they are they're aware of like the hacking issue and they're aware that it's a problem and they it's not an easy fix is what they're saying, but they know about it and they're working towards hopefully a solution. But in terms of most movement, the the vibe I got is balancing out Xbox and PC. And same thing with the UI changes, like they're trying to make it much easier to they're trying to make it much easier to develop a BDO for all platforms instead of having to just cater to each individual platform in a different way. And what I personally think is that 
when the new Xboxes and the new PS4s come out and you're now getting like 144 FPS on your Xbox and if they make the game as close as possible to BDO on PC, I could almost see maybe like another server merge happening where all the console players and PC players, mouse movement is removed, uh, interfaces are the same, the Xbox players aren't limited that much by hardware anymore. I almost, re- I almost think that there's going to be another server merge, but that's my own thought. Yeah, like you're you're talking like next, like PS5. Yeah, because we're only like a year away from that. I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. Do they let you use like if you want to use mouse and keyboard on Xbox and PS4 for BDO? Because I know some games allow it, but does BDO? Or no? Because I know I would think no. I've always thought that was. I mean, I guess for shooters it might not be fair but i feel like for mmos and stuff like i don't know it feels so stupid to have to use a controller on a system that's like that powerful uh, it's weird maybe you can but most movement might just be disabled so it doesn't matter that much i guess i'm not sure i've never actually played the xbox versions so let's uh i'm curious i saw the clip but i couldn't find it when i went to look for it so i only vaguely remember what you said what were the suggestions that you made to change zerker specifically before removing mouse uh movement like what 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 kind of compensations did you mention to them right so for zerker specifically um i i focused around five maybe i sent a sixth here I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure I focused on five different things. And I counted out everything I use mouse movement for, and it's about 17 things. So in no way is it completely fixing everything that we use it for, but it's definitely fixing a lot of the things that make Zerker a wheelchair if mouse movement is gone. And the first one is like Wrath of Beast. Um, Wrath of Beast is our long heel that has the frontal guard and in 1v1s it's so important to move that frontal guard because when you're caught in an animation that's four seconds long you need to be able to move that frontal because you're just going to get cc'd and die out of it every single time so that was the first one and then also wailing beast pretty much um that ability is pretty high damage but it's only in a single direction of damage so being able to move where that is uh with mouse movement was super nice so just being able to move your camera and direct the damage of Wailing Beast and move your camera and direct where the frontal guard of Wrath of Beast is. Those would be pretty nice fixes. Um, Raging Thunder is uh, one of our spins. And I use most movement a lot in PvE, specifically at like Histria. And just being able to use WASD like we are on our other spin would just be a huge quality of life in general. I feel like they should just do that anyway. So that ability allowing you to WASD move that spin. Um, Giant Leap, our ultimate ability. When you don't have 100% with Giant Leap, you can hold left click and you can immediately land where you took off from. But when we have our 100, we lose that functionality. And I almost feel like that's unintended. And so allowing us to have more control over where we take off and land with our ultimate instead of it being a bit like we could choose to do a strafe or we could choose to put all the damage in one place and that's what we currently use mouse movement for 
So that would be cool to just be able to have the functionality of not having 100 with our 100. And then the last one is shooting mobility. In 1v1s, we really don't have a, a long range and gauge other than crouch shot into, well, actually, um, what's the ability where you just flop on the ground? The, um, it's oh, like an shit. awakening titan ability. Kick? Yeah, Titan kick. So or Titan use step. Titan That's kick or Titan step. Exactly. Yeah. Titan step into crouch shot. But I kind of recommend against not using that because it's really hard to follow up on a knockdown. And you're also very vulnerable for a long time in that animation. So a lot of times I engage with shooting mobility, but shooting mobility used to be in iframe. And so the ability itself was sort of a disengage where you're running away, you can stiffen your target and iframe away. That's what it was used for. And now Zerkers have to use it as an engage because we no longer have our knockdown on Flame Buster because they removed that. So my recommendation was um, make shooting mobility into a super armor or an iframe. That'd be amazing. Take away the CC. So it's a it's an actual disengage now. And give us a stiffen on our flame buster off when it's on when it's off cooldown. Because right now, flame buster, ultimately that ability doesn't do much damage, is completely unprotected, and also has no CC. So, like, what's the point? Um, other than when you're Q buffed and it's like, okay, you're Q buffed and now you're using ancient power anyway. So, literally, what's the point? So, in general, those are the five changes that if those were made, just allowing you to move some of those camera abilities and, you know, in general, fixing our ulti and kind of fixing our main stiff and engage with that shooting mobility would be pretty huge. So one of the things that I noticed is you didn't mention Lava Piercer. You don't think Lava Piercer needs any change if you remove the mouse movement? Yeah, objectively, Lava Piercer is used... Uh, I would say almost primarily as one of the main most movement things, but I'm kind of against it in the same way that I'm against which Wiz having most movement with their double TP. Any ability that looks really wonky or weird or desynky from a spectator's perspective, I feel like shouldn't just exist in the game at all. And so while it would be a nerf to Lava Piercer and it would be a nerf to, to Zerker, I... I just think it looks too wonky and too weird and it's just too desynky to to exist. So But would it still be desynky if they just changed it to where like you moved with your camera? Well, that's pretty much what it is. It's just your turning radius is not quite as ridiculous. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they changed it to where it was like a one for one, basically. So like the, you yeah, don't yeah have if they this, change like, it for a one to one, it would almost look just as rude. <laughs> yeah, but now there's also the it's not quite the same as like mouse movement, similar but not the same. I just I, I'm concerned that even if they did everything that you mentioned, it would certainly make it better than if they did nothing. I won't argue about that, but. Uh, I still am concerned that there's a, a bit of a lack of like engage if you're unable to 
if your lava piercer turns like an 18 wheeler and if you can't do a backwards giant leap to your target i'm a little concerned that there might be a lack of engage yeah that's partially where the stiffen on flame buster comes into play because a six second cooldown flame buster it gives you a lot of opportunity with to get a stiffen and then be able to engage in that way so our main engage would change from like you obviously could still lava piercer into a grab or lava piercer into a stomp but you also have the option of perhaps range stiffening somebody with flame buster so i think it gives us enough where we don't need to have the wonkiness of being able to just flip our mouse around on like you know 200 uh or on like 2000 or 8000 dpi i don't even know what's a high dpi like 8000 dpi and just like look really weird on the enemy screen what if they just made lava piercer segmented kind of like um what they did on warrior succession with i think shield chase or whatever the ford f like what if it was lava piercer's animation was just way shortened and you can either use it just once to do the short burst to go direction or change directions if you hold it it'll use it like up to three consecutive times and you could change directions on each of those segments does that make sense i don't know if i'm explaining that right but basically you'd like lava piercer it would go a shorter distance than the current one and you can stop right there or you can chain together two more short distance lava piercers and at each of those chains you can change directions similar to because that's kind of how the warrior one works now i think you can use it i think originally on succession you could use it three times and i think they nerfed it down to two but you could change directions in between those two would that be viable or or not really yeah, and I'm pretty sure those travel set distances, right? Right, they travel set distances. So that would be kind of, I don't know, maybe it could work out. I personally do think, though, that like, like if mouse movement gets removed, there's a lot of classes that lose. They, they lose good stuff. Like Ninja, and I think Kuno, you have Shadow Stomp as well. Mm-hmm. Like losing the ability to mouse move, the, that ability is pretty i don't know i feel like it's pretty devastating to a lot of like really high-end players in cages and zerker losing one of our engages with lava piercer that just kind of looks game breaking same thing with whiz witch and their teleport it just like looks really weird and game breaking anything like that i just i don't know i i just personally can't support it if they want to make changes to lava piercer to make it more user friendly then you know i'm not going to say no to buffs but i feel like we would be okay without it in reference to what other classes lose to yeah i mean maybe i guess like to make up for improving like uh shake offs protection or something might help i don't know because yeah i mean i'm I'm a little bit with i mean i i understand what you mean and i totally i'm actually like i agree with what you're saying because that that's one of the reasons why i've never liked mouse movement to begin with because it's such a like glitchy like it feels completely unintended like they had no idea that mouse movement was going to be able to make your skills do that when they put it in the game and now we're like well this is what we have but um I don't know, I do feel like Zerker would be missing something if their Lava Piercer functioned exactly as it does now, but without mouse movement. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm torn on that, but I don't know what you would 
change to make it work. Um, yeah. On the topic of mouse movement, though, you're just trying to like mitigate. You're trying to mitigate your class getting nerfed to the ground. If they, if we wanted to talk about things you could buff about Zerker and one v ones, and we could talk a lot more about different stuff, but in general, you know, Zerker has always been a below average one v one class or maybe not always, but it currently is a below average 1v1 class. I think we have more counters than we do classes we counter. And, you know, if we want to be, if we want to get a buff out of this whole thing, then that's one thing. But if we want to, like, mitigate our losses, then that's a whole nother group of suggestions, which is pretty much what I suggested, is just kind of mitigating our losses. Right. So let's kind of move into, like, Zerker more broadly. So, um... Obviously, we were talking a little bit about it uh, earlier. Like the classes that have the ability to spam iframes, I mean, they're very hard for everybody to deal with, including themselves. But uh, for Zerker specifically, it's it's extremely rough. It's a very uphill battle. Um, I mean, is there anything that you can do to Zerker that wouldn't make it just completely dominant? that you know would make it easier like those types of fights yeah like keeping ninja kuno and sork in mind choice like what would you do to zerker to kind of help with those matchups like balance wise um i would say the main thing that makes fighting those classes difficult is a lot of our grabs get desynced in their iframes and so that's obviously very tough. Uh, in terms of fighting like Ninja Kuno, you guys having block jump and then into grab, and then the fact that block jump also has stiffen on it. A lot of Zerker's abilities are like frontal guarded or ass blocking or something. So like block jump can be pretty devastating given long cast times on our disengages or no protection on like shake off every, I think it's six second cooldown. But anyway, I think things that, Things that could make the, the matchup better is just like giving us a couple of iframes that actually go off when they're supposed to go off. Like if our giant leap was an iframe from the start, and if we had iframe on shooting mobility, like uh, the change I suggested where you take away the CC on shooting mobility, put on Flame Buster and give iframe to shooting mobility. And then Shake Off should honestly just be an iframe. I don't think... I don't know why it would be just a super armor when most classes have an iframe on their dash. So having those th like three iframes would help a lot with dealing with Ninja Kuno because right now we get block jumped on. We're probably just dead unless we were mid, we were mid animation of like a, a giant leap or we were like lava piercing at the time. Like, it's really hard to deal with that as Zerker with no iframes and seeing that, oh, wow, they're doing the block jump animation. Hopefully I was already halfway through this other animation so I don't get block jumped on. Like that kind of stuff is anti-strategy and more so just like you got to keep moving around like a madman just to bait out the block jump and then eventually, you know, you can actually fight for the next 15 seconds. So having something where more reactive gameplay with Zerker would be better in that situation. And then on Sork, um, I don't know. Like, Sork is just so strong. Like, it does crazy amounts of damage. It, 
has a whole bunch of iframes really fast engages like i don't know if there's anything you could really do to zerk that would fix yeah i don't know i don't think you know just like every other class every class struggles with sork sork's counter is sork so there's not really much you can do <laughs> you know what i just thought about what if they made feral stampede a super armor so that you can use it as a, a safe movement ability. That would be sick. And would you For remove the CC? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, remove the CC. So I don't think anybody uses it really anymore. Do no, they? It's rare. I, I rarely see it. The the Rabom choice, the other Rabom yeah. for Feral well, Rage. Actually, people on trial characters, they use it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. It's a really, really good ability for doing certain combos. It does really good damage if you're able to like either catch yourself on the body of your enemy or just most movement. And a lot of people do use it like high end Zerker PvP. The problem is on mains, everybody grinds and so you need yeah, to have a spin. spin. <laughs> I know, dude. I know it would be busted, but I've always like as time goes on, I'm like, man, I just wish every class could use all four of their BAM abilities and you didn't have to choose just two. On some classes, that... it'd be a little redundant, but I don't know, man. I think it'd be fine. Yeah. If anything, tackling rock, like tackling rock is almost feral rage, but it's more useless in that it has a forward guard while charging and then it's completely unprotected. So maybe remove whatever excuse of a CC is on this <laughs> thing, like, wow, it's bad, uh, with some protection, then that would help quite a bit. Yeah, that would be good. Um, you think Sork should get nerfed? And if so, what what would you do to Sork to kind of help mitigate what it does? BSRM. I don't think. I mean, I don't think that's the crux of the problem, though. It's not the crux, but it's a huge part. I, and I mean, what are you gonna do? Take away their ability to iframe? Like. That's a I mean, huge part of the class. I would be okay with nerfing Grim, but then I feel like you'd have to make its all usable again. In some way. Oh my god. Did he just miss? Oh my god, he missed. Yeah, I don't know about... I don't know about Sark and what you can change. Because the thing that makes it very strong is the fact that it has so many iframes. And, you know, you can make it like... I don't know, you can make it like Lawn or you can make it like DK where you have like two, three iframes that you can use in succession, but then they're on cooldown. Whereas right now, Sork, it can just iframe until it runs out of stamina. And with the amount of stamina that you can actually stack nowadays, especially with the new crystals that we got in the last couple of years, you can just iframe forever. It's like you can iframe to the point of people are just going to stop. Like the people are just going to stop trying to chase you. And so, I don't know if the iframe needs it cooled down, or yeah. I don't know. The, it, the, it's it's a topic for sorks that really know their class in and out to talk about what really needs to be nerfed on their class. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel qualified. I don't think yeah. I know about it to to really say this is what needs changing. All I can say is that. 
when I get blown up faster than any other class by a Sork, and they're also invincible half the time, I feel like there's you know something that needs to be changed. I just need a Sork that's experienced to tell me what. Yeah, like the only reason I say BSR Grim is because I do think it is an insane ability, but I think that's obvious. I think everybody kind of knows that like BSR Grim is insane compared to like pretty much every other BSR in the game. I like mean, BSR Grim feels like it could almost be an ulti but for some classes. Well, it's 50%. Is Are two BSR Grims worse than a Zerker ult? Okay, but like Zerker ult is probably the strongest ult in the game as long as we have mouse movement. Alright, then Tamer ult. As far ult. as damage is, is concerned. And also, the other thing is Zerker ult doesn't go off instantly. <laughs> Like, the damage is spread out. Yeah, but, like, if you get hit by that first part, you're going to get hit by that second part. I've never gotten out of a Zerk roll if it starts, like, near me. I, I don't even know how you can. The damage is so high. I mean, even then, though, like, regardless of the Zerk roll, I'm just saying, like, I don't know, like, I don't think that that is that big of an issue. I kind of like the idea of the iframe having a cooldown and becoming super armored during that cooldown like make it function exactly how it does now but just during like a two second period every two seconds for two seconds it's sa so they still get slow debuffs they still take damage and that i mean i don't know if that would kill the class or be like really really harsh but i would love to at least see it for a week like see how that feels um, because yeah, you're right. Like choice, whenever I'm like in Node War Siege, I actually don't mind fighting Sorks like in the matchup in on any of the classes I play, but I don't waste my time in Node War ever. If there's a Sork, I'll engage it just so he's like not attacking other people, but then I will just walk away like immediately. I never try to actually kill a Sork. It's just like a yeah. huge waste and of time. Exactly. And when there's a group of players, like you're, if you're with a group of players and a Sork decides that they're going to try to come harass you, the, the amount of time that a Sork can live just iframing around a group of like five or six players is crazy to me. Like their iframe into CC is so quick that you pretty much need to be lucky to CC the Sork. And eventually you do get lucky and CC them but it really feels like luck because just the way that ping works and in, in, in this game and just desync in general, you're never going to like, you're never going to plan and say, okay, they're about to come out. iframe. I'm going to, you know, jump over there and grab instantly. It's, you can't think that fast. It just has to be like, you have to predict where they think where you think they're going to be and hope that your prediction is when exactly they're about to use ACC ability and not just iframe again. Right. So I don't know. That's if unless it, if it did turn into, yeah, unless they're bad. Yeah. But if it was iframe into super armor, then that changes a lot because now you can actually, they can iframe and you can actually grab them while they're starting their second uh, um, iframe, which is now a super armor. So that would change a lot. And they could also take the slows, like you said, and they can take damage. So you can just spam damage and they can no longer one VX. My favorite thing is when you fight a bad Sork and then they go into Nightmare and you're literally like, I know exactly what they're going to do because every bad Sork does the same thing. They wait out the full duration of Nightmare and then they try to pop up behind you 
So you just sit there and wait, and then you grapple and grab them right out. Oh man, it's so good. Your your closing statement that they wouldn't be able to one vx. See, like that's where that's why I think the change would be good because I, I do think they still would be able to one vx. They just have to be way more careful about it. If if it was super armor, dude. La- not not yesterday, but last Saturday. There was, I can't remember the life of me for his name, but there was some Sork in, like, Corrupt, and apparently he's one of their, like, top fraggers. Mm-hmm. He came, we as Clash, the, like, six of us, we were running around just kind of, like, fucking off, and uh, he ran into us, and <laughs> Noah goes, oh, God, this dude's one of their top fraggers. Kill this man. We have to kill this man. And so we literally chased him. I am not exaggerating. It must have been two minutes. We chased this man around the desert of Valencia trying to kill him. It was so stupid. Just insane. And by the way, two of those six people were Sorks as well. So it's not like we were six Zerkers trying to catch this Sork. It was like a witch, a warrior, two Sorks, a Striker, and a Zerker. Just chasing this one sork across the fucking desert. <laughs> and I think he killed one of us. So I'm kind of curious, Choice. What do you uh what do you think and what are you hoping for when it comes to Zerker's succession? Because uh I don't know if have you been following kind of the successions, like some of the new mechanics that they're adding? I haven't been as much as I probably should have been. I haven't. I don't really have the test lab or anything, so all my information is kind of secondhand. But in general, I hope that I hope that Zerker's succession is a viable one v one. Like it's viable in one v ones much more so than current Zerker. And I hope that it doesn't break the game in terms of grinding potential. Those are like the two very broad things I hope it doesn't do. But I really think that no matter what, it's never going to be good in large scale because we have our Q buff, we have our ulti. Like that is our bread and butter in large scale. So I don't think they could ever make succession strong enough to make it relevant in large scale. So my hope is it's just good in 1v1s. In before the succession is just throwing axes and they give you Q buff. <laughs> right. You just Exploding throw axes, axes into a crowd of people. <laughs> They're just flaming axes that explode. Yeah. I'm I'm like 99% sure one of the skills is going to be devastation. I'm a little less sure about what the second one is going to be. It could be Titan Step, except for we kind of already have Titan Step in our pre-awakening. It's just like dog shit. Um I, the issue is is that the Awakening is so different from the pre-awakening. It's like, how could you convert these skills that are like explosions and shots and things like that into something that axes could do? Which is why I'm almost positive Devastation is going to be one of them because Devastation is very easy to do. You just slam your axes onto the ground. But then after that, it's like, what could it be, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe they do... Dude, that would be pretty sick, actually, if they did a, uh... well, how would they do that, though? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think they know what they're going to do. I think this is why they haven't done Zerker yet, is because they still haven't figured it out. <laughs> I I would put money that Zerker's going to be, like, the last class to get its succession. 
No, it says Shy. If I had to put money. <laughs> Shy. Is Shy going to get Succession? Because it's technically not Awakened. I have no idea. It would be weird. It wouldn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it would. It just doesn't make sense that it would get it. Like even the archer getting one sounds weird to me. Yeah. Um. What do you choice? I want to get your opinion on. I think I said it earlier. I don't remember if we were already recording or not. But I, I'm a firm believer that they should not allow you to transfer BSR. I think that the transference of BSR makes it impossibly hard to balance classes in large scale because how can you argue that tamer needs to be balanced in large scale whenever it's getting 10 kills a minute because everybody's just giving it bsr and also you should remove the down smack repeatedly on q buff and then actually like buff circuit to be good outside of those two abilities i mean do you think you can agree with that or do you think you disagree go in a different direction what are your thoughts no, I definitely agree with that, yeah. I think that now that Shy exists and now that you can get more BSR through some of her abilities, that the transferring BSR thing, even though it is at a half rate, it still is just too strong given that there's like two classes in the game that just have nuking alts. And so, yeah, if if they fix Zerker ulti to be what it's you know protected when you start using the ability like it's supposed to be and you don't get cc'd out of it i think that uh it would be pretty good to remove bsr and it would be much easier to balance certain classes like that because at the end of the day i feel like that's what prevents certain classes from getting buffs is when they look at the broad data set of zerker and tamer and how well they do in wars they're like okay these classes can do well they don't need buffs but you really got to look at the why they're doing well why is a tamer doing well because there's 99 people that are feeding their bsr to this tamer <laughs> why is zerker doing well well there's a bunch of people feeding br bsr to this class and they also are effective for like 30 seconds every three minutes so having I don't know. Fixing those things would help a lot. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm for that. Yeah. Same. I mean, I don't know. I just don't think alts in general. I mean, it's cool. Like, I, it just should feel rare and rewarding. It should feel rewarding. Yeah. Like, I, it doesn't bother me so much that you get one shot by alts, but it bothers me. Like, well, I'm getting one shot by the same zerker every time we engage. <laughs> yeah, dude. You get tamer ulted, you wait your two minutes to res, you walk <laughs> back to your ball and they get tamer ulted again. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. How did the old BSR, like you used to always get like 1% from killing a person, but it never used to tick up uh, like it did automatically now, does yeah. it? So there used to be no like regeneration, like passively, but you would get an asshole to BSR from taking damage and you would get yeah. quite a bit of BSR from doing damage. You were getting like basically one percent for every hit in a skill in the old version. Yeah, the, there was you, you, so there were you three. had a lot more ultis back in the day. Yeah, there <laughs> were there were three versions, right? There was the original version where you were getting your BSR like constantly, like sometimes people would all like twice in a fight, like that's how yeah. insane it was. And then yeah. 
Um, and then they stopped it, and it was it worked kind of how it now does now, except with no regeneration. So then people were like never getting their ult. Which that was the best time in See, my opinion. That part was like with the rage transfer. That I don't know. I feel like that was the worst time, except that now it's become a huge problem. I don't know. Yeah, I get, like that's at the time it was weird too, right? Because it was like, man, like I went a whole node war. Remember, it was you'd go a whole node war with one alt. Yeah. Which like. Yeah, you go a whole RBF with one alt. Yeah. I don't hate it. I mean, it it needed to be like a little bit. Maybe it just regens way too fast. Because right now it takes what ten. Like if if you don't get touched by anything, it's ten full minutes for a full alt. Like maybe you just should only be getting it from regen, not from getting hit, or something. I don't know. It's weird. It's definitely too, too much. I I honestly yeah. think if they could make it somehow to where over the course of a node war you get like maybe like four ulties, let's say, if you use them like fairly quickly once you're able to. I would be okay with actually like buffing the ults to like do more if there were less of them. Like make it less common but more like impactful, you know? They already do so much though, what? I I mean yeah, dude, that witch ulti is insane. Okay, you can talk shit about it, but that, that thing actually <laughs> kills people. <laughs> yeah, dude, Huntler kills people with it with his fucking how much JP does he have? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm all for like buffing up the the shitty alts, but it's still like then it, it's just gonna make the problem worse if they don't get rid of rage transfer. I don't know, rage yeah. transfer. Well, should, yeah. I don't know. You know, it'd be kind of interesting. I don't know. Rage transfer is just a weird in order. Thing. In order to it also like in order to bring a new crowd of people in into this uh, side of the argument, allow me to also present this argument. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, like in the in game world. Like, how do you transfer rage? You know? That doesn't make too much sense to me. Hey, I don't quite understand keep, that. Keep that lore talk for the Crimson Desert podcast. Listen, I'm just saying, we gotta appeal to all groups of people to really get this argument going, right? So, lore people, I'm just saying, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. You might want to start sending letters. That's all I'm saying. Nah, but, like, I don't know. Just the... I think that... There's too many ulties right now, and it's too unfun. It's like, oh, the counter is PA. It's like, yeah, except for if you have a group of people that actually know what they're doing and are actively transferring their BSR to, like, Tamers and Zerkers, they literally get their ult faster than PA comes off of cooldown. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I, I think know. there was a time in the, Valen or the Medea Siege yesterday where... I ulted three times in a row because I had like three BSR. I, I had 300% going in. And yeah. so I was able to ulti 10 seconds later, ulti 10 seconds later, ulti. Like, it's crazy. Dude, literally last night. So I was sitting at like 80%. I'm just sitting there minding my own business. And then Vex's uh, shot caller is like, hey, give your BSR to people while we're waiting for people to spawn. Like three people just walked up to me, gave it to me. I was suddenly at like 220 I was like, okay, like now I get to just ulti twice in one fight, basically. Like, this is dumb. Why? Cho Choice's three consecutive ultis were just used on Divios. <laughs> and they didn't kill him. And it didn't. He lived. 
He threw up a bubble. He's like, sorry, man. He was on a striker, I think, last night. But even uh, my ulti doesn't do any damage to evasion classes that are like high stacking it. Uh, need to get that pin RC, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I think rage stacking should probably go away, and I don't think anybody's gonna miss it. Nobody uses their two hundred percent anyway, so it's kind of only anybody. People only use it for their hundreds. So if they took well, the, away the ability to feed rage to other people, then I don't think 200% would be that much of a loss. I mean, maybe if the 200% were better, but they're just not worth it. <laughs> the 200% are like not that much better if at all better than the 100%. The mystic so it's like the mystic one is significantly worse, the wave orb 200%. I actually used the, it in the a warrior siege. one is dog shit. The warrior one is like it's literally like a seven-second animation that you're locked into. It's like, who would use this? Um. All right, let's do a couple of user questions here. Um. So we user questions, uh, guest <laughs> questions, <laughs> whatever. Um. <laughs> there's not many, and let me see. I'm not going to do any ones that are like repeat. Um. Okay, so Dread asked if you spoke to any BDO team about Berserker in any way, like feedback on balance. The answer is, is yes. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, Akarius says, ask him what he thinks PA going to come up with for PvP or what he hopes happens. Ask what he would think about nerfing Q buff on Zerker but buffing something else instead, and maybe what would that be? I guess if you want to answer that. Would yeah, so if they okay. did nerf Q-Buff and took away the ability to transfer BSR, what would you like to see changed on Berserker? To compensate. So, yeah, I mean, as long as they didn't nerf Q-Buff, like they did, as long as they didn't nerf Q-Buff, like what I think needs to be nerfed is the down smash. Down smash, right, but, yes. Yeah, so if the down smash gets removed, um, what Zerker needs to be more viable is okay so titan blow titan blow is a cc ability it's the one where we charge up our shoulder or like kind of our elbow and we hit three times in a row it's a cc it does the same amount of damage as ancient wave if you get all three hits off but it's unprotected so it's really useless right now and a lot of zerkers will not use it at all so having the ability to use titan blow in a ball of people as a super armor and remove the cc makes sense to me because now we actually have a go-to to like start rotating our super armors while still doing a decent amount of damage in super armor which we currently can't really do that well like our flame buster or not flame buster our devastation and our slugfest the, the damage in our super armors is just pretty pathetic so having that would help a lot and also perhaps maybe a little bit more damage with our with our uh, slugfest. I feel like unless you're floating somebody with it, it just doesn't, it's kind of underwhelming. And another thing would be lowering a lot of our cooldowns. We currently have um, Ancient Wave, which does a good amount of damage, but it's not more than, you know, Serpent's Ascension. It's pretty comparable to a leg drop. It's definitely like a, maybe a little bit less than like a Kuno spin but it's a 30 second cooldown and all of those abilities I just referenced are on like an eight to nine second cooldown. So the fact that we have a three times longer cooldown on an ability that 
essentially exists on other classes and it's like nine second cooldown seems pretty punishing so if our ancient wave and our and our split shot were maybe even if it's like 15 seconds even if it's 20 seconds like i'll literally take anything but it seems like zerker unless we have that 30 second cooldown up we can't really engage effectively by ourselves in any sort of way so titan blow changes to super armor ancient wave lower the cooldown potentially buff some of the damage that we're able to do in super armors and yeah. those those things alone would help a lot slugfest especially slugfest damage is so dog shit like at least devastation i can see somebody's health bar moving like i feel like i i slugfest and it doesn't do anything yeah it would be great with devastation too if you could choose when you use the flow at the end like let's mm -hmm. say instead of right after you know you, you smack the ground like five six times and then you use the flow if you wanted to it would be great if you could choose to use that flow after your first hit of devastation and then boom now you can actually output some more super armor damage quicker That'd yeah one of my great annoyances is that the bsr version of devastation like just functionally is so much better i think because you're allowed to stay in super armor for like so much longer basically it's so nice yeah it's nice but they slow down the ability almost too much like if it went the same speed as a normal devastation but you just got the two hits at the end then it'd probably be a lot more useful yeah it's not very useful the bsr isn't very useful in like the large scale because you'll just get shredded but like in 1v1s i find it to be really helpful honestly especially when dealing with like sork who doesn't have a grapple so they can't really do much about your super armor you're, you can kind of use the lingering super armor to like bait out something try and get a grapple really quickly yeah um, i used to use it a lot in 1v1s just because people weren't used to it for a long time and so you could people would know devastations are slow and they wouldn't come in until they saw the last hit and then you just wait and then come in and then you'd last it the <laughs> second time and then people would get slowed <laughs> it's so great um pistol pete says hey choice big fan just wondering what your ideal day in black desert online is and what game changes do you think could make that even better i guess what do you do in a day in bdo what's a day in the life for choice in bdo okay so my ideal day in bdo would be logging on to the game um a couple hours before node wars and getting like a nice two hour grind in just to feel like i'm accomplished for the day and then going to node war in which the war lasts at least an hour to maybe an hour and a half that would be cool um and then after that perhaps winding down with maybe like a guild rbf or something like that um those are always enjoyable and then after that going on arsha doing a little bit of open world pvp for i don't know maybe an hour hour and a half and then like finishing off the day with like another hour or hour or two hour grind so a lot of 
feeling feeling like you're accomplished in the beginning of the day, having some pretty fruitful, fun PvP, and then also ending the day feeling accomplished with a grind. That'd probably be the perfect day. But what I would actually like to do, uh, <laughs> and what could be very improved in the game for me, is I I definitely enjoyed Altar of Blood a lot. Like being able to do that sort of game mode where you queue up with a couple friends and PvE and you PvE with other players on Discord and you still get a benefit out of it. So having raids in this game and you know having some sort of like reason to grind with a friend would be preferable. Cause those first two hours of the day and those last two hours of the day could definitely be enhanced by doing bosses that have mechanics kind of like Layton does in it in AOB. Um, just doing PVE with another person, just like something, something that involves other players. Cause I feel like the game is very solo content driven right now. And I, I just want to play with other people. I want to play with guildies. I want to play with friends, you know? So it, my, my entire game could be enhanced by more group content. Same. Although I don't know about. I liked Alter of Blood. I didn't love Alter of Blood. I missed the boat. Dude, like, we had this guy, this guy Sammy in our guild um, at the time. He got, like, two tap boss boxes <laughs> and, like, two tri boss boxes. And it was just, just, like, absurd. He was making so much money. It is kind of funny how all of that stuff is off the market already. It, like, puts so much into the market and it's all gone already. Yeah, but it was it was worth doing even if you weren't getting lucky with stuff. It kind of felt like you could make around 80 mil with a really good team an hour just in like Kaffir stones and gold bar drops and stuff like that. Or maybe it was more than that. I, I can't even remember at this point. But it was like a good baseline amount of money without any RNG. And then if you get that drop, then it just ultimately makes it super worth it. And so it kind of had that excitement to it. You could hold up your, you could hold your boxes and not open them and then open them all at once. And that was exciting. And just the fact that you played with two other people is awesome. Yeah. Um, Infinaut asks, Hey choice, give us some hints about the new region that you definitely got to know about at the PA HQ. Did you learn anything about the new region? Um, I didn't learn anything about any new region, actually. But I guess if you want some kind of hint about something, one of the one of the devs just very randomly, we weren't even talking about anything specific, I wouldn't think, said, uh, you guys should be excited about the future of BDO because something big is coming. That's what he said, just like off the cuff. And I'm like, OK, I don't know what that means, but I guess he was talking about big thighs, dude. You seen the new class? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he was talking about the new class, but he said something big is coming, and I don't think it was a new class. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, nerfs to mouse movement, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's the big things. <laughs> you should be excited, dude. Do you hate dying to Zerker all? Well, guess what? Um. All right, cool. Let's move on. Speaking of All the right. new class. Yeah, speaking of the new class, there's a new class announced. <laughs> if you didn't see it, 
it's a female. It's essentially a female berserker. A, the class name is Guardian, and she thick as fuck with three C's. She dummy thick. Um, she's got an axe and a shield. We don't know what the awakening is, although apparently some people did some uh, digging around in like files and shit. They're thinking it may be like uh, some sort of poleaxe or something from what I was reading. Um, so that's possible. Could also, I'm, I would bet just blindly that it would be like a great axe or something. But um, the fact that she has a shield is pretty interesting. I'm wondering if we're going to get some sort of cross between like a Valkyrie or a warrior and a berserker which would be very interesting to see. Um, but yeah, all we have is the picture and the name. That's basically all we got to work with. So, uh, choice you're re-rolling, Guardian? <laughs> I'm not going to re-roll Guardian, but I am going to definitely get weapons for her. I think with even with Tet weapons with a few Kaffirs, I can still be like 301 AP. So I'm going to get to experience the class to its full potential pretty early on. Um, but it it just looks it looks beastly in the way that that's why I like Zerker. You know, yeah. when, when you're going out in the world and you're fighting mobs and you're fighting players, like you kind of want to feel like you're a beast. You want to feel like, man, you know, if you could envision yourself back, I don't know, a thousand years ago where you're, you're like hunting hunting for your food and like you're out in the wilderness and you're like killing things with spears and shit like that. You're not going to be, you know, this tiny little shy. You're not going to be this like, you know, prissy little ranger. Like you're going to be a beastly being, you know, you like, you want to feel like, damn dude, I'm a beast. And that's what I liked about Zerker. And I feel like this class has that. And I'm happy that like, I'm happy we finally have a female class that sort of has that vibe to it. And I'm I'm excited for it. I'm definitely going to play it a lot more than any other class that I've played in the game, which is all, like I've only played Zerker, never played anything else. So for me to actually want to play another class, it's pretty exciting. So mm-hmm. I I know it's far fetched, but that is like a bear on her back. And there's part of me that wonders, like, how cool it would be if she could transform into a bear. If she was like a druid, dude, that'd be sick. Yeah, because it, it says like, uh, I mean, the little like riddle thing is like she descended from the mountain of eternal winter to retrieve the holy flame Nyx or Enix that can even kill the gods. Like, I don't know what that means, but it's probably nothing related to the animal, but that would be kind of sick. Although if she is a druid yeah. and cares about bears and stuff, I don't know why she slaughtered this one. So never mind. It's probably not happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not... You know, I don't know. Unless that bear is her skin. Yeah, I don't know. Do that. eh. I like the shield axe idea. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I hope that the class does well with DR, because it kind of seems like a class that would build DR, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I just hope it has a ranged vacuum, dude, and four grabs. It's evasion stacking, dude. Q buff. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah. overall, like the the whole vibe of the class and being called Guardian, I kind of half wonder if it's supposed to be a traditional tank class because we now That's have a traditional I'm support saying. class, so it could potentially Maybe. be like a DR stacking crazy ass tank that doesn't do much damage. So we'll see. 
I, I'm more inclined to think the name Guardian is pertaining to like that it's like a paladin type class. Because, like, the Holy Flame. I mean, may, I guess Paladin could also be a tank. It's an off tank, dude. <laughs> it's. Uh, I just want it to be a tankier class. I don't want it to be a full tank. I I still want it to be able to do some damage in PvP. But, like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind a class that was, like, more tanky and did, like, slightly less damage. Dude, at 301 DP, you're never going to feel tanky, man. It's not going to happen. <laughs> that well, when everyone's get, 290 AP. <laughs> once I get 273, I'll probably grab a Kudum. So, so I'll be... Oh, that'll solve I, all your problems. I mean, it won't solve all my problems, but I can still kill people at fucking 261. So. I feel like that wouldn't solve any problems. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would yeah, do. Kudum, Kudum is an evasion offhand, so if you're building DR, you're really not going to notice any difference. I'm not building anything. I'm just trying to chase numbers at the moment. <laughs> it puts them up in a bracket. Yeah, I, really, that's all I'm uh, all I'm after with that change is trying to get some brackets. Dude, go buy like if you're sticking a DR, like Gaeth and and um. Griffin Penn sit at min price. So does uh, Ergon Boot sometimes. Like, there's two Ergons listed. You could just put an order for min. Start yeah, slowly dude, building up your DP. Save up fucking 15 billion silver real quick. No problem. Dude, I remember the first time I had Valencia when I was in Black Rose. Choice grinded out 10 billion silver in one week, dude. And he did it off, like, just an hour grind <laughs> yeah, a day. Dude. It was only, like, an hour a day, dude. It was so easy. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that either. Um, right. An hour a day, no. Definitely been more time than that. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, new journal. So there was a change. <laughs> Sorry. I just heard my dad in the other room go, fuck! <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, there's a new journal apparently on Global Test Lab that is just kind of like a huge money sink honestly so you're supposed to get i think it was plus 15 green weapon plus 15 green armor uh pry green weapon pry green armor and i think that was it and then you got boss stuff which you need plus 15 pry and duo i think it was uh boss armor and boss weapons and then you're going to give these things. You're not going to show them to the NPC and then get it back. You're supposedly giving these things to the NPC. And then once you do the journal, you will get one AP and one DP, supposedly. Instantly. I always say supposedly with these things ever since the, what was it, the Cecils? Or no, it wasn't the Cecils. It was a, what was that thing where somebody made a fake thing? That everybody bought into. Oh yeah, the Sissel neck. It was where everyone was, was buying the Sissel neck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I always say supposedly now. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome, dude. That was hilarious. I definitely fell into that trap. I I made a try Sissel like day one. But... <laughs> oh no! I ended up making money on it though, so I was okay. Hell yeah, dude! But in terms of the journals. I feel like they're just giving us so much free stats. Like it's kind of ridiculous at this point. Yeah, like people are people are able to hit the final DP brackets 
just fine. People are starting to hit final AP brackets and exceeding them. Like, I'm pretty sure the highest AP player at this point is like 320, which is like 11 past the bracket. So it's like, are they going to add more brackets or are they just going to keep giving us free stats? Like, what's happening? Yeah, the the interesting thing, too, is trial characters now will be 260 AP in their awakening. They'll be 258, 260. Dude, with enough journals, one of these days, trial characters will be at 269, 309 like they should be. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> Can't wait, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of... I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem that bad to get that shit. I don't know. I don't know if... It's probably going to take a while because the market's just going to be cleaned out, but maybe people start going to bosses again. Maybe, yeah. It, it's interesting. It's like they... They... <laughs> They realized that there was such like a, uh, I think it would be depression, right? If there's so much shit on the market, but nobody could buy it, right? Uh, yeah. So they like, they're like, hey, let's just give them an ass load of money to try and like counter this. And then I think they thought that maybe they did too much. So then they brought like the RNG boxes back. For like a money sink, and then now this. I don't know. I, it's, it's funny to me. I don't think the depression has gone away at all, though. There's still it's items that are sitting at such a low cost right now. Like everything is still so cheap compared to what it was like a few months ago. I mean, yes, but I think it's coming out. Like we're not at the bottom of it like we were before the fish event. Before the fish event was when it was at its worst. You can literally go look at the market prices and see. Like they were like at a bottom and now they're starting to like, or they have been slowly like coming up more and more and more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck. I guess just keep giving them to me until I'm 350 DP without getting any Kaffir stones. That's kind of my <laughs> yeah, hope. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Uh, mount skill lock. You can now lock skills that your horse has. So you no longer need to worry if your horse gets cautioned, basically. Fucking thank God, dude. I actually... <laughs> there's one that I hate more than caution. I actually don't even know what it is. But one of them is like... It's either F or something that does like a kick. Like a rear kick or a hind kick or something. Where if I'm just starting out on my horse, it'll do it. Instead of instant excelling. Because I just start holding shift F like right away. And I'm just, I'm super glad I don't have to deal with that shit anymore. Why don't yeah, you I'm just pretty start sure with a charge? Why don't I get charge? Or what did you say? You start, like, you get on your horse, you charge drift insta. I'm not a professional horse rider, dude. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to spend that much APM on my horse. Oh, my lord. Yeah, that's what my riding yeah. crop is for. Choice, you have a doom horse, right? Yeah, I do. And it's a really nice change. It um, I almost wish that it would have happened sooner because those skills that you're mentioning are annoying. Like it's four chop, it's hind kick, and it's caution. I just deleted those right off the horse. And I don't think there's a way to get him back. So the whole locking thing is just really nice to see. Yeah. Should Doom Horse be nerfed in the ground? And why is the answer yes? Um, <laughs> um 
Wait, mm. I, I want to get my opinion <laughs> on this because I actually think since since the stun change happened, I I feel like yeah, Doom Horse is really strong, but I don't feel like it's as bad anymore. Just to me yeah, personally. Same. Yeah, I like being a Doom Horse rider, and after not having those stuns constantly, it's definitely a much more strategic thing. And I think what's really strong about the Doom Horse is the very, very strong horseback abilities that go along with the Doom. If you didn't have like a tamer with uh, their whatever they use to do all that crazy ass damage on Doom, roaring, and then it, 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 it's not the horse itself. You know, it's the fact that. The horse stuns, does damage, and you can do all those horseback abilities. Yeah. Um, I mean, the damage is still... I guess, like, if you're lower DP, it's pretty high, but it was... The thing was, is, like, even if you had a lot of DP, when they stunned you back-to-back like that, it was... There was just... You weren't getting out. You were, like, guaranteed to die if you got CC'd. Whereas now, like, at least you can get out or move or use an ability and defend yourself if you get caught by it. Um, I just feel like it's super hard because it's so desyncy when people are running around on the horse. Like I can't ever tell if I'm actually hitting them or not. That's the thing that bothers me most about it. It's I don't know. It's hard to hit That's people. True. I also feel like there's like some people that run around, and maybe it's just their horse gear is so damn good, but there are some people that run around on their horse, and and I swear to God they are like. Uh, completely unkillable, even if they're just in my face and I'm hitting them and hitting them and hitting them. I feel like they never die or their horse never dies. I have no idea. I just, my only complaint, I just wish flame traps worked. Like, at least like 50 to 60% of the time, instead of like the fucking 5% that they do. They don't work? I feel like they work. Or what doesn't nah, work? Nah, dude. The amount of times I see Doom horses just run right through my flame trap and it goes off, but that nothing happens, it's actually infuriating. I actually didn't even realize. I guess I should have known this because you see like meme videos where people put them on the road, but I didn't know you could blow up a flame trap just by walking through it, even without a horse. Did you? I don't know. I I, I just wish flame traps were better like if the if that's supposed to be the counter to like horses killing my barricades uh and this is my frustration as a defense lead like if this is supposed to be the counter <laughs> to a doom horse two-shotting my fucking barricades before i can upgrade the barricade because it takes like two and a half minutes to upgrade the goddamn barricade then i wish they fucking worked at least like jesus christ they should make the flame trap animation more gruesome like, if your horse gets caught in a flame trap, its leg should be chopped completely off and the horse burns to death on the ground. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm Unless with it. it's a doom horse, then it can run right through it and still kill Reslar's whole base. Uh, yeah, I think, that, I think that doom horse shouldn't be affected by a flame trap because it's already <laughs> on fire. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Where's my exactly. water trap? I'm getting exactly. a water trap. Yeah, puddle. It's just called puddle. You just have yeah, to put down no, a little puddle. No, it's just a kiddie swimming pool. <laughs> You just put it out in front of your barricades. They step in it and instantly dissolve. <laughs> um, Alright, let's move on to Kuno's succession, dude. 
Doom Horse is fine. Yeah. You just gotta get DP. No, it's not. <laughs> no, maybe. You know what, though? I don't, actually, I don't care about the Doom Horse when it comes to me. I care about the Doom Horse when it comes to my fucking base. It's so aggravating to deal with. Yeah. Choice, in your opinion, how, you, what is it, what are your thoughts on how much damage it does to, like, like a can? it will take out a cannon so fast. A Doom Horse takes out a cannon, like, crazy fast. Do you think it's in a in a good spot in that regard? Like not not thinking of players, but more like structures and annexes and stuff. So I don't really know how much it takes to take out a cannon without Doom because I've never tried before, other than with Doom. But I it does do a lot. But I really kind of makes sense because cannons are kind of BS in my opinion anyway. And when they cut when they go up, I feel like they should be pretty easy to take down because they can be pretty devastating. Like they can prevent you from repairing your base because they CC you. They can like take your base down to fifty percent. It can destroy all your stuff. So, and the whole point of like finding a cannon should be the the hard part is finding it and hoping that the person that's putting down the cannon put it on some sort of a difficult spot for horses to get to. So I don't know if I'm maybe it needs to be tuned down a little bit, but in terms of structure damage at around a base, flame traps just ruin doom like you or not flame traps flame towers flame towers just ruin doom if i try to go and attack a base and a flame tower shoots at you and knocks your horse uh it knocks you off your horse and the group of people that's there just jump on you the flame tower will continue to just shred your horse and kill it so i don't really i feel like positioning your flame towers is super important in the node wars to just make sure that it covers everywhere that a doom could potentially harass your base and i don't know i i don't even try to go for structure damage early game because i know i'm just gonna get fucked over by a flame tower let's say you russ how you gotta start putting you know what the problem is in clashes no one wants to go in the goddamn flame towers i'm sure so they're just sitting there empty <laughs> no, we have gearlets we have gearlets that are flame tower bots um yeah i don't know it's uh what can you say when you only have two flame towers, it can be rough sometimes. You can only cover like sixty percent of a base. Yeah, good, good, good. Um, <coughs> maybe, maybe can you? You can't use enhanced flame tower, right? On like T one, T two, or no, forget, can you use it on T three? Yeah, you can. T threes and T fours, you can upgrade them. Do they have, they have the exact same range? They're just stronger, right? Correct, yes. As far as my knowledge goes, anyway. And stronger, like, it depends on what you mean by stronger. I don't actually think they do any more damage. They're just way fucking tankier. Right. Like, ten times as tanky. Maybe they do more damage? I, I don't actually know. I don't think so, though. I'm pretty sure they're just tankier. Yeah, I'm not sure. If they do, it's like not something you'd notice. Yeah. Alright, um, Kuno Succession. Tell us about it, Frosty, since I don't think... I mean, Choice, do you know anything about it? I don't think I know anything about it. I don't know anything. <laughs> Alright, dude, you guys are missing out. First of all, <laughs> the thing is that's crazy about successions in general is a lot of them are like, if you just watch the video where it runs through the skills, which is like, you know, the day a succession comes out, there's like 10, 15 people put up YouTube videos of them just like, 
here's this skill and they'll do the animation. Here's this skill and you're reading it and you're kind of trying to gather what it is. But there's a lot of mechanics in succession that are new and interesting. Like Nayashi had given us all the details about the red sword buff on Mewa. Um, do you know what the red sword buff is, Choice? Presumably something good for Mewa. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, so if they use a skill called decapitation in their pre-awakening, they get this buff on their buff bar, and the buff makes it so three, one of three of their uh, pre-awakening abilities, once they, they have to stack it up three times. So they get this buff on their buff bar, and once it stacks to the third stack, when they use one of three other abilities, it gives the ability protection and like a slightly different animation. Which is kind of like a whole new mechanic in BDO in general. Yeah, that sounds pretty right. cool, actually. Um, and Kuno, and I don't know, I don't know a hundred percent like uh, the exact numbers on Kuno's, but Kuno has these three shadow buffs. So if you use Shadow Stomp and you hit a target, or you use Shadow Clones, I think it's Shadow Stomp, Shadow Clones, Shadow Explosion. Um, you get these buffs on your buff bar, and it makes like the other shadow skills like do more damage, which is kind of interesting, kind of cool little mechanic. But um, dude, the Kuno succession looks so sick because they um, they made they gave it like weird movement, like crescent slash juts you forward. Um, they made ankle cutter work almost exactly like murderous intent, except it's still a bound, so it like dashes you forward and does a slash, and it has a bigger AOE. Um, they gave, so the Kuno skill Dance Macabre, do you know that, that one, Rez? I, didn't, I feel like you know nothing about Kuno, so I have to ask. I'm not even uh, sure. I do not know Dance Macabre. <laughs> so Dance Macabre is, uh, they press S, R, and B, and they throw the disc out, and then they jump to where the disc is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I know that one. So that's one of the Awakened skills that they brought over, and one of the reasons people don't like it because the beginning of it's not protected and the beginning is still not protected, but you can now use kunai throw before it to cancel the start animation and instant cast it the same as shadow stomp, which is like completely new and cool. So they and, basically get a new insta block jump. All right. You need to stop. No, cause it doesn't ignore collision. <laughs> I don't think you could go to the other side with it. But I don't know. Kuno succession is cool. Like the damage numbers, just like every other succession, are fucking crazy. Um, they have some cool new mechanics with the shadow buffs. Uh, the animations aren't as flashy as other classes, though. They're a little bit more basic, but it's alright. It's pretty cool. What was the other ability that they got from Awakening? Uh, so Wheel Wrath. Wheel Wrath is their shift right click, which is unprotected. Oh, that's their ulti, right? Yeah, their ulti. So, at first when I saw it, I was kind of like, eh, that's a little bit lame. But they made the damage on it kind of insane. So, I, I think I'm okay with it. And I like that it's kind of a different... Like, spin would have been stupid, I think. Because it wouldn't have changed the playstyle very much at all. If you're just spinning anyway. And then... I guess I was. I kind of thought it would be Delighted Blast, the one where you throw the disc out, but, um, but yeah, I think Wheel Rouse okay. They made the damage numbers on it like actually nutty, uh, so that's kind of cool. Right now, it does like no damage in current game. It's super weird. 
It's our Serpent Ascension because it floats and has air attack damage, but it does no damage. So it's Feels not. bad. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's about it. I'm excited. Damage numbers are huge, and it looks fun, and the playstyle, because it doesn't have spin or anything, is going to be completely different. They added some new movement with it that's, like, odd, but cool. So, yeah. That's all. Can you see it being viable on large scale? Uh, yeah, I think so, because you're still, like... Alright, I mean, maybe not in, like, a group. Like, if you dive into a group with spin... Yeah, especially if you're an evasion build, you can actually like sit in there since you're healing. So you're not going to have that. But I still think the a similar role to like what Ninja does, where you're picking off one or two people at a time, I think is totally viable. Honestly, doesn't have yeah. spin. Nobody's going to play it. Well, yes, the one thing, the one thing I feel like Succession kind of lacks in general is like it doesn't seem super tailored towards large scale i think that's like isn't that a common theme really? throughout other, other successions no i feel like it's the well i at least with like warrior resin i think you agree with like warrior and ranger seems tailored almost exclusively to large scale yeah i think on so. succession um i guess like, it depends warrior has the dr buff that they get Every time they get hit, they gain a DR buff. Yeah, and it's kind of like bigger. It's like bigger, slower AOEs too. Yeah the the ranger is essentially like a fucking turret. Yeah, it becomes yeah ranger. Ranger can kind of make sense to me because they use their pre awaken in large scale anyway. But like, what about with warrior? Do they have like a good amount of super armor, big AOE damaging abilities? Because like. I'm thinking from the perspective of fighting a huge ball of players, you're just going to want to use protected big, big AOE damage abilities, right? Yeah, so they essentially turned, I think it was Ground Smash, into like a little mini Voltaic, which is pretty nice, because Voltaic is probably the best large-scale ability in the game, besides fucking PA. And uh, like most of their succession abilities, or a lot of them, I'll say, seem to be or have a lot of protections and be pretty big AoEs. Now, according to what I've heard, the damage is kind of lacking on them. So it kind of makes me think that maybe they wanted this to be more tank-focused than DPS-focused, possibly, which I wouldn't actually mind if they decided to go a route where Succession, in Warrior's case anyway, like Succession was more tank while Awakening was more damage. Like, that would make sense to me. But... I don't know if that's what they're doing, but yeah, I don't know. The The Awakening seems like, or the Succession rather for Warrior seems like it is, I wouldn't say tailor-made for large scale, but I think it will definitely be at the least viable in large scale, more so than what Awakening is right now anyways. Yeah. I, I just like, I don't know, there's a lot of people, I, I do think part of it is just not understanding what all of the nuances in Succession, like the Red Sword buff, and like, because every class, not every class, but mo a lot of classes have stuff like that. Sork does, Mewa Musa do, Kuno now does, um, the Warrior with that, the block thing, Warrior and Valk. Um, there's like interesting new mechanics and stuff that make Succession a little bit more complicated than I think people originally thought. <laughs> um, but people are like, like when you first see all of the succession videos, I think part of it is just, you're so trained on like a lot of the skills they show, you just know are bad skills. 
So you just assume like, nope, that's trash. I already have that skill and it's terrible. You know what I mean? I know everyone seems like super pissed about succession. I just constantly see like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if they invested this energy in balancing the game instead of this? And Berserker's, Berserker's special mechanic is every time they frenzied Destroyer, they gain plus 1% health regen per second. <laughs> Frosty, I think you got one of those people in the call with you about that comment you just said. Yeah. What? So, like, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. So, if if PA currently can't balance what we have, they're mm -hmm. adding a third level. What is the chances that now with three different types of combat styles that they're going to be able to balance classes? You know what I mean? But dude, they like, said it's going to fix balance. Yeah, dude, it's instantly going to fix balance, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about it. They literally said that. You think they would lie? <laughs> I I still do think. All right here no i i agree with what you're saying like i don't know that they will be able to but the one thing at, at the very least like if you look at the global lab notes every week they are doing way more balancing to succession than they've done in our game in a long 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 time like the balance changes that come out every week are like actually insane for every class even the ones that are already out um on their succession so at the very least at least they're balancing something <laughs> uh but yeah i don't know i don't know that they will be able to or if i assume they're going to try i know like i'm i'm the last one to say this but i'll give them the benefit of the doubt to some extent that oh, I, I know they're going to try i mean the thing <laughs> is is like i don't know i also don't think like when whenever i whenever i stop and play a different game uh other than bdo and then i i actually like as much as it pains reslar for me to say this and other people who complain about balance a lot the this game is actually like way more close to balance than a lot of other games like overall i kind of agree but i i wonder if that's because like pa is so good at balancing or if there's just kind of less to balance around I wouldn't say like well. You I look at a game like League of Legends; they have to balance like a hundred and twenty something characters. Right, like, that's oh, hard. This has like thirteen. I wouldn't compare. <laughs> I wouldn't compare it to something like that though, because League is a whole nother beast. Like that's that would be insane, especially because of how there's a legitimate esport in that. So you're actually like changing people's livelihood when you change balance in that game. Yeah. Like I would not want to be on that but, dev team. I'll tell you. That. I actually, I actually do agree that I, I honestly do think that BDO is like fairly balanced it could certainly be worse like it seems like bdo since launch has always been in this weird state where it's like you have one or two classes that are fucking insane whether it's ranger and sork at the beginning of the game or like sork right now and i guess like other people would say like kuno or berserker whatever you can argue but most people agree that sork is insane at the moment mm -hmm. and then you have like this huge swath of like yeah these these are the characters that are like pretty good like if you're in the right hands and then you have like the one to two characters where it's like oh yeah you kind of don't want to touch that right and i feel like it's almost always been like that honestly yeah so like in a way i can agree with that it's like kind of like it's fairly well balanced but I, i'm not saying they're better they're great at balancing those are not that's not what i was saying i'm i'm just saying like i also think like they're in such a a hard spot and i know everyone in every game is but let's just take kuno for example like i i don't know like 
choice you're how do you feel about kuno like personally balance wise is it strong is it in a good place would you nerf it buff it or do you think it's fine push the choice <laughs> choice <laughs> you there uh -oh, we Did lost we um <laughs> rip choice dude uh -oh. 2019 to 2019 oh there oh. you are yeah, my, sometimes I accidentally hit the cord on my mic. But anyway, um, yeah, so I personally feel like Kuno is pretty decently balanced right now. I think it has a good presence in large scale, and it's a formidable opponent in 1v1s. I have mm -hmm. no problem with it. Yeah, and one of the that, that's exactly how I feel. And I feel like there's a there's a disparity between a good Kuno and a bad Kuno. Like, you could run into a bad Kuno, and it like feels like they're a limited threat. Whereas like a good Kuno, you have to actually like pay attention and you can get caught. But like, I feel the same way, but if you look at like, and I, the discords are a horrible example, but if you look at like the Kuno discord, they still, there's so many Kunos that cry that the class is not strong enough and it's bad in PVE and it's not as good as Ninja and it's not as good as Sork and they just wish they could have this movement and this iframe. And then there's a whole nother section of the community that doesn't play Kuno. That's like, that class is so busted. All you have to do is spin and nothing else. So it's like, if PA makes a balance change, they're like fucked no matter what. No matter what they do to Kuno. Like from this point, because they're going to piss somebody off. And that, that position is like, weird because there's some classes that everyone can agree like if dk got buffed i don't think anyone would be upset if val got buffed i don't think anyone would be upset but as there's long some as it classes wasn't <laughs> yeah yeah but some classes like kuno whereas like if they got changed like no matter how you change it i think there would be a large group of people that are pissed so it's i don't know it's it's tough um but at the very least, when Succession comes out, they're at least going to try to balance Succession out, and hopefully that leads to them balancing non-Succession stuff as well. That's my hope, anyway. But you may be right. It may never get fixed, and it might just get worse. But I do think there is a part of the community that's going to accept the poor balance in the current state if they have a viable alternative on the class that they like. So maybe that's what they meant by it's going to fix balance. Like if DK's succession is that's good. Such a cop out, <laughs> I know it is. I know it is, but there's some part We're of that that's fix true. Balance by abandoning a whole entire <laughs> kid of the cast. Right. I'm not saying that that's for sure what they are intending, but it is kind of a potential side effect where DKs will be like, "Look, I have fun in succession and it's strong, so I'm not as angry that our awakening sucks." You know, that it's a thing. It's going to happen, dude. Everyone's going to be super happy. No one's going to be mad. The balance team left. They, they're working on Crimson Desert right now, dude. I think the, um, I was thinking about Succession Devastation. Like, if they move Devastation as one of the Awakening abilities and give it, increase the damage, but make it also slow debuff yourself when you use it for 10 seconds. What Love. the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, dude. just make it fun. That would be a cool new mechanic. I, unpopular opinion, I'm positive. I think the slow on devastation should be buffed. Buffed how? It's like what? <laughs> they, it's already opinion. pretty strong. I'm aware, but that's like nine times out of ten. That is my only way to counter iframe classes. So I want it buffed. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
when I'm playing Sork and I get Devastation on me, I'm actually, I feel fine. I want Devastation to be like, you know, you ever had this happen where you get like, you get Blizzard slowed and then you get like triple Mystic slowed at the same time? That's what I want Devastation to be. I think slow shouldn't <laughs> be allowed to be stacked. No, they shouldn't be. That's so stupid. Yeah, I, like hate, the, I hate that they stack. They basic, like, the fact that they don't count towards any sort of CC limit either, when you can get slowed so badly that you are basically CC'd. Like, I have, you can try lava piercing your like main <laughs> engage or disengage while slowed. You're moving like negative two. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. You run through like the <laughs> mystic slow and you have uh, paralyzed on you, and you're just like, Mm, and like also like, suck, <laughs> like mystic suck Valk suck abilities like that should count as a soft cc oh, they should be like 0.7 fucking one of my favorite things that <laughs> i ever did the hex memes video that i made frosty the one where <laughs> i joined discord when you were hanging out in there with some people and i was like hey uh frosty how do you feel about zerker movement and you said something like uh, I think it's fine. And then I played a clip from a node war where I got slowed and tried to rocket jump backwards and went like three feet. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, dude. I mean, my thing on the... I don't want to get too much into this because Rezar and I have argued about this like 50 million times, but I'm okay with having vac. I mean, I just don't even think... I I'm trying to think the last time vacuums were even that big a deal. I feel like the Valk one maybe, but... People really like struggling with Mystic Vacuum currently, but it... yeah, yeah, I am. When? <laughs> what do you I mean know. when? I don't know. I can't like... even remember the last time I was in a vacuum. It's been like months. Cause you're a Kuno. What do you no, mean? No, but I, I've been, I've, I've been a bunch of classes, dude. And also yeah, Kuno like... Sork Ninja. Yeah, and you don't Mystic with vacuums. I wonder. And Mystic. You're the one doing the sucking there. Dude, every time I start my vacuum up, I just die. Look, if it's going to count towards the CC limit, then it shouldn't be... It should actually CC you. Like, when you're in it, you shouldn't be allowed to use abilities if it's going to count towards the CC limit. That's my only thing. I'm fine okay. with it counting. Maybe but... maybe it's exclusively... Uh, I don't know. Maybe, is it just Zerker that has like extreme problems with the vacuum? Because unless <laughs> I have my giant leaf up, I'm dead. Like You get vacuumed, you get grabbed. You know Re what I mean? Reslar is always... Maybe it is a Zerker thing. Reslar always complains about the vacuum. And he's super adamant it's about it. It's fucking stupid! Unless... Okay, so here's your strategy to getting out of a vacuum as a Zerker. Uh, you get vacuumed... Pray to God that you have giant leap up and pray to God that you have jump sequence, which is our basically the second jump up so that we can <laughs> half ass be I framed throughout the entire vacuum so that we don't get grabbed. So yeah. you basically need to pray that you have that ability up or else you're basically just grabbed. Yeah. No, I mean, grab by you're grabbed by the mystic who's doing the vacuuming. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, you? you can try to time. You can try to time Zerker grab, but our grabs are objectively a lot slower than, I'd say, almost every class. And so, when you come out of that animation, your grab's going to go off before mine, like ninety-five percent of the time. Yeah, I don't know. I have like a fifty-fifty experience with it when I play Mystic. I feel like I don't even like to. Well, especially in a 1v1. I don't like to vacuum Zerkers because it always ends up with me getting grabbed. So I, I actually don't like doing it, but... Um, 
in large scale, I know it's like way harder for a Zerker to grab someone anyway. If you're being yeah, back. Also, the the, 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 it fucks up a lot of our movement too. Like you try doing predatory hunt and you're vacuumed, you don't land on the ground. You try <laughs> yeah, doing an ulti, you go up in the air and you yeah. go to land, you don't land on the ground. Like it's crazy, man. I mean, that sort of stuff, like uh, in general, then I, I mean, I would be fine with them just removing it from the game and replacing it with something that's less buggy because i'm with you on that like anything that's just kind of buggy like that because yeah the same thing with like suicide fall if you grab someone on kuno and ninja with the pre-wake and grab like while vacuum is going off you're sitting there spinning with your head to the ground for like two and a half seconds before the grab actually finishes it does this weird ass animation uh yeah i'm with you on that like that yeah, that dude, sort of stuff is annoying the vacuums are it's too desyncy. It's not, it's it. not. It's not desync. It's just like it. It's the rules. It's the stupid. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like the rules of like the vacuum has to be completely over. So if you start something, your skills are basically like leaving you in this glitch until the animation of the vacuum is finished, even if the animation was interrupted. Which is fucking weird. Like the vacuum is okay. still there, almost like a pet. Then vacuums are too glitchy. Then get uh, rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care they, what you call it. Fix... It's annoying. They need to fix the bug about not being able to land after doing abilities that put you in the air, and they need to allow vac. Like iframes is an invincibility frame. You should be able to iframe out of a vacuum. So if you could giant leap out of a vacuum or if you could just like iframe out of a vacuum, it would be fine. It wouldn't be actually that bad. But right now, you're just stuck there. Like you can't get out of it. See, now, now, well, like I agree with the, I agree. I completely agree. Although it is this funny side effect of that would be that now it's even harder to catch sorks because vacuum is the one thing that holds them <laughs> in place ironically yeah i mean if you iframe you should be able to get out i agree that would help a lot and yeah the movement the glitchy movement like i don't even know i feel like it's like uh like spaghetti code like it's like the way they have the, like the rules set up that it fucks you over because it i don't know um I mean, no one complains about the Sork vacuum. You could make it like the Sork vacuum, where it's like a pulsing vacuum that's pretty shitty, I guess. That's useless, though. I don't know. You're talking about the ulti? Yeah. The black hole? Yeah, I the think nobody complains hole. about it because uh, nobody uses it because they're all <laughs> BSR grooming. Well, even before BSR groom. It's you would just rage transfer to a tamer. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know. It wasn't yeah. that bad. They, the fact it, that it, it moves used to around good. and you can actually get a, you can get out of it. So yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you could walk out of it now. Like that's because they changed it when they went and revamped everyone's hundred percent, and they changed the way the vacuum works. So which is fine. I just wish it did more damage now. Like if you were sitting in it, that you're actually like taking real damage. Uh, anyway, BSR. BS, do you hate BSR Grim too, Choice? You feel like it's OP? I don't. I don't mind it. I mean, it's definitely strong, but I don't think it's ridiculous. It's. I, I don't know. 
yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm jaded on the whole thing because having a lot of DP means that I'm usually not dying to a BSR Grim, but I can imagine how a high AP Sork versus someone with low DP is just going to shred everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually had a, because I think it's a real, like, it's a strong skill. I mean, I don't know if it needs a nerf, but it's definitely, like, really, really strong and really, really safe for the most part and fast. But, like, I remember, yeah, some Sork was arguing with me that that it's really risky to use, and a lot of Sorks don't like using it. I was like, yeah, it's such... not protected, is it? It's only it protected. Is. No, it's, it's, it's protected on charge up, but then when you attack, it's not. No, it still is. The BSR version is protected the whole time. Oh, it is. Yeah, the normal. Oh, and also, not. even if it wasn't protected, it's like a fucking three, like 0.75 second animation. Like what the fuck? Right. No, this but the, the, the so too, right? yeah, it knocks down the BSR one is super armor for the entire the entire animation. The normal one is unprotected during the the swipe. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that's it's pretty damn strong, but it is fifty percent. So I yeah. I wish I so wish that they would just swap the fifty percent and the twenty five percent. BSRs for Zerker. Just make the tw the Titan blow the fifty percent. Make it protected the whole time and CC just like BSR Grim, so that it's like actually like decent. And then you could just leave Slugfest at twenty five percent, fucking useless. Yeah, I do. Yeah, our fifty percent's a joke, dude. I almost feel like the to fix Grim, maybe to make it feel a little bit less OP, is move it. Make the Grim Reaper the hundred percent, and make the Black Hole fifty percent. <laughs> yeah, dude. As weird as that would be, yeah, seriously, because like the Black Hole, like even at fifty percent, I don't think people would be using it. Maybe if you're gonna throw out like four of them, if you have two hundred percent, I guess, but then you just dash out of it. Well, yeah, because if the Grim Reaper was a hundred percent, if it cost a hundred percent, but it still worked exactly the same as it does now. I don't think people would have as much of a problem with it because it would be used way less often, you know? It would wound the shit out of you, though, even more. <laughs> yeah, which it already wounds like a motherfucker. I get BSR grimmed, and all of a sudden I don't have use of a third of my health bar. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. All right. Which is a real problem for Zerker, by the way, which relies heavily on its large health pool. Anyway, circling back, Kuno's succession is great and is going to fix all balance issues across the board. So, <laughs> um, should we do use? You know what? You know what? Ninja doesn't even need a succession. Kuno's succession is going to balance Ninja as well. <laughs> exactly, dude. I I'm super excited to see what the hell they do with Striker Mystic because those are weird ones too. Their pre awakening is so like lame. Like visually, you know. I wonder what guardian. I wonder what guardian succession is going to be like. Yeah, that's the other interesting thing too, right? About like a new class comes out, and now they're going to have like when it first comes out, it's just pre awakening, and then it's going to get its awakening, and then it's absolutes, and then it's rebam skills, and then it's succession. It's going to be like six weeks of content in air quotes. I really think they should out. just release the class pre awakening with absolutes and rebams. And then after like a month, release Succession and Awakening at the same time. Yeah, a month is too long. But yeah, I agree with the order. There's just no reason to like 
if they do plan on doing it like that, obviously we don't know. Like, there's no reason to stretch it out like that. I just, it doesn't make sense. Should I buy the uh, the combat and skill reroll coupons and sit on them for 90 days and hope that the <laughs> class comes out in time? Because I think there's that 30-day, like, moratorium too, right? Where you can't use... Quite likely, yeah. If they did it with Shy, they're probably just going to do it with all the classes from now on. Right. Or you can't re-roll, which is kind of weird, and I still don't fully understand the reasoning behind it, but whatever. Well, it's easier to make money, dude, if they buy artisans to enhance gear. Eh, yeah, quite likely. All right. I think we're done with the, the topics here. We just have comments left. Choice, uh, this is kind of where we kind of give you the option. We got to read some comments that people left on the last video. If you'd like to stick around, hang out with us, and maybe put your input in, you're more than welcome to. But if you got a dip, we understand you've been with us here for, what, like fucking three hours now? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I actually got to get some food because I'm going to be streaming here in like an hour or so. But it was fun to be on the podcast, guys. I appreciate for you all sure. for inviting me. It's a good time. Yeah. Why don't you uh, plug your shit? Tell everybody where they can find you at. Yeah, sure. The main thing is just uh, twitch.tv slash choice. It's got all the links to everything else, Discord and uh, YouTube channel, all that stuff. But that's about it. Yeah, catch me on my streams, usually in the evening time around Node Wars. Hell yeah. And uh, you can find a link to his Twitch in the description of this video as well. So if you uh, can't figure out how to type, you can just kind of click that there. But choice, we appreciate you hanging out with us, man, making the time to, to talk with us about your your Korean experience and Zerker and all that stuff. Yeah, guys, no problem. Good luck with your little comment section, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk later. Don't be little our comment oh, yeah, section bro. like that, dude. Yeah, don't be little. I'll have you uh, know there's 20 comments on this video. Uh, have fun with your little, yeah, yeah. Your little toy. I didn't, I, I, didn't mean, I didn't even mean to say little <laughs> comment section. Yeah, have fun with your little have stream, your comment Yeah, Have fun with your little I know. stream. There's, there's this one person I watch on Twitch, and they say little a lot, and I'm like, God, that's such a bad habit. But I watch them so often that now it's in my vocabulary. <laughs> and it just fucks me up. <laughs> All right, thanks again for coming on, man. It was awesome. Yeah, have have fun with your big comments. I can guess. Thank, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> By the way, Frosty, I don't know if you noticed people. Okay, first of all, you guys, the audience, you guys are assholes. All right. <laughs> There are so many comments in here saying disliked just because they talked about it. This video got 14 <laughs> dislikes. <laughs> nice, dude. Hey, man, uh, that's good. I like that. All right. You want to read them or you want me to? Uh, I can read them if you want. What do you prefer? I'm happy to read them. I think you did last time. You can read them. All right. Go ahead. Although, make it make it kind of snappy because the saints game is on it's pretty close in the third quarter right now it's just give up on that team they're bad what the fuck no <laughs> <laughs> um okay that was 41 right yeah 41 right. sort by new 20 comments okay starting with ambitious panda says talking about dislikes is going to get you the most on this video Correct. 
Correct. Yep. <laughs> Correct. Zero Red says, Hi guys, great podcast. I'm a Valk main and also I play on SA, but now thanks to Rezar, I know that I'm a cartel member, I guess. I want to ask you if the Valk main <laughs> called Tiger or Tiger has a YouTube channel or Twitch. Um, I don't think so. I don't, yeah, I don't know that he does. Hold but on. Let me just give me one second because he's in. Uh, Clash Discord, so I can check real quick. Okay. Yeah, he's a very good Valk, so I don't know if he streams or anything, though. Yeah, he's a really good Valk. Okay, here he is. Profile. So he does have a Twitch, but does he stream? Let me figure this out before I answer this question. Uh, He doesn't look like he streams, no. No. I'll try to tell him he should start. Um, and it's T-I-G-E-R. Yeah. All yeah. caps. All caps. He's a very, very good Valk. I think his character name is Yuna. It's like Y-U-U underscore N-A, I think. Yeah. Um, HC247 says, So glad that you made the move to slowly weed out Reslar from the podcast. Nyashi is way better and more informative. I think you need to get over three hours each podcast so I can get two hours on content. It's got to the point where I just skip over Reslar every time I hear his voice. I hope Reslar doesn't read the comments because then I won't hear this being read. JK's all around, but I love the new edition of Nyashi. Yeah, sure, dude. JK's. No hard feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Orakami, I can find out HC247 with the average amount of time that Reslar speaks, so you can get in your podcast app a little skip button that skips exactly that amount of time. Um, <laughs> Orakami says, yeah, honestly, if they confirm BDO2, then I would definitely stop chasing gear as hard. Probably not grind unless I feel like it, and definitely never ever buy pearls again, Lamau. Lamau. I wonder if they're still going to have pearls in Crimson Desert. Like, if they're still going to be called pearls. Mm, they're gonna be called black pearls and i wonder if you buy pearls in black desert if it's gonna be the same you know like it's gonna be a shared resource type thing if they when they release crimson desert if they let me melt costumes for crons i'm in what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that has to be a thing, you know. Uh, Lord <laughs> X says, like the new three-way you have for the podcast, XD. I'm the guy that asked for video making uh, help, Ali Musavi. Thanks to Nayashi, input on stream tips. I figured out how to play YouTube on my stream now, so I'll be watching you guys with my stream from now on. Oh, wow, thanks. Uh, the small community of console viewers I have seem to enjoy this episode, and hopefully more console players will tune in. Hit a nice milestone. Uh... Sorry, I had to look, and I I just got this random anxiety that what if it stopped recording because I hadn't checked the whole time. Usually, I periodically check. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, The small community console viewers I have seem to enjoy this episode. Hopefully, more console players will tune in. Hit a nice milestone on Xbox where I can farm history on Wizard with no pots now (laughs) that I got um, Pen, Dim, Muskin, and Begs. Just need Pen, Griffin, and Zark, Dandy, Nuver xd but can't wait till we get bartali part two um bells alchemy stones and most of all kaffirs i know it's that's the crazy thing to me like 
that you guys don't have Kafir stones. Like people in Xbox are all getting like full pen and they don't have Kafir stones yet, Rose. It's kind of funny. Yeah, well, it isn't. I think I've asked the question before on the podcast. I think I don't actually know, but I'm fairly certain that uh, Xbox is like most more pay to win than PC. At least that's what I heard from somebody. No, dude, it's just PC players are casual. Um, he says, <laughs> <laughs> really wish PA would uh, listen and bring Kafras to Xbox sooner. We are bleeding players that hit soft cap, blow everything up, and quit because progression at that point in console is relentless. But PA never listens, sad face. They say it would be unfair as the gear gap would be too high. Keep up the good work. I didn't even know they cared about the gear gap. Yeah, uh, do they, are they aware it exists? <laughs> yeah, thanks for the comment. Uh, Infonaut says, love the podcast, but have to put a dislike on this one as exposure therapy to treat Reslar's anxiety over something as insignificant as three dislikes on a video. He, correct. He gets anxious, dude. He can't sleep all week. Yeah, dude. I'm sitting there mulling in bed over this fucking <laughs> yeah. dislike. I'm like, who is it? Is it you two? Are he they just, trying to take us down? He just breaks down crying. like, oh, put fourth dislike <laughs> <laughs> uh khalil sals says tinfoil at 1415 frosty is embellishing his evil plan that he is actually the downvote bandit it's true is uh, it you frosty or are you the one you like all the comments but dislike the video <laughs> <laughs> Dun dun dun! Small dick stole your girl, Frosty. Why do you use Pen Gaith over Pen Griffin? Uh, well, because at the time when I bought it, it was eleven billion cheaper, which was enough to not justify. I actually don't think Pen Griffin. Well, I don't think the stats on Pen Griffin are better than Pen Gaith. I think they're actually like exactly the same, but um. Like the DR difference with the HP, it just depends on your perspective, how you look at it, and the rest of your build. Uh, the resistance is nice, but I feel like it never, ever helps me. Uh, I If I'm unprotected, CCs always CC me. So, yep. so I don't care about that. Um, but I actually wear Penheave now. I'm one of those losers, so evasion. neither. Yeah, I'm trying out Evasion because... The classes I played DR was just not cutting it. I, I would get blown up by 273 AP, even with 350 DP, and it started frustrating me. And that's with full pen armor. So, yeah. Uh, Austin Lasseter, I bet that main character with black hair is either Igor Bartali, dad, grandpa, or Igor Bartali himself. Oh, It's not Igor. In Crimson? Yeah, in Crimson. It's not Igor, because we know his name. His name is McDuff. Um, <laughs> which sounds so fake i hate that name no he may be he may be a relative of igor that wouldn't like surprise me too much if he was like igor's grandfather or something but yeah he's definitely not igor he's igor mcscruff dude what if his name was mcduff bartal <laughs> i hate that it. sounds so bad <laughs> Uh, BJG779 says, I feel like you guys should change the intro with the meme about Hex dying because it has once again died. LOL. Uh, what is dead may never die, idiot. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I forgot that that was even a thing. It's, yeah, we'll probably... I mean, it's I mean, sort we, of tradition we, for Hex. They die. They like to die once or twice a year. It's quarterly. 
it's what keeps them so strong you know it's like you know when a super saiyan dies and comes back to life in that uh anime that's the best anime of all time i think it's called Frosty. uh Dragon you watched Ball that clip i sent you right which one the one of tim allen did you did oh you watch yeah it? yeah <laughs> oh i didn't hear the sound what was the sound oh wait the one where he's talking about podcasts that was the last one you sent me no no, 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 the one where, oh, no, it's the clip I sent you. So we were talking about uh, art, how art like died, or I guess merged and got them, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I, I was talking to Tim and Chad. I was like, dude, a lot of big guilds dying lately. It's kind of crazy. And he was like, yeah, I mean, there's like Man Up. There's Art, I guess, is a pretty big guild. He's like, who else was there? I was like, Hex. He goes, Hex, oh, that happens quarterly. <laughs> <laughs> Standard, dude. He goes, seriously, he goes, I hear that Hex died before I ever hear that they got strong again. It's crazy. I don't know how they keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, 0H says, 0H equals Haku. I'm not a warrior. I'm a Mewa. LOL. Okay. I was thinking of someone else. I think there was someone else with the name Zero that was warrior that I ran into. In You're thinking game. of Zero from Clash. Am Zero I? From Clash is a, a warrior. warrior. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. a warrior. He's a warrior that fought that wizard, right? Like a while back when we were talking about it. I don't know. Anyway. Wow. He says, I'm a Maywa, LOLXD. We don't need uh, mouse movement as much as Reslar, but it still makes a big difference. But to be honest, yeah, I don't have any credibility, XD. <laughs> as for the first 30 minutes, I hope people understand the sarcasm and you'll have weebs with freaking torches and pitchforks at your doors tonight, lol. I also had a war in comments with Frosty about Kuno's spin a while back. XD, no hard feelings. If anyone's wondering, I won that war. Uh, he also <laughs> says, anyways... <laughs> Thanks for reading our comments every episode. As always, smiley face. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for commenting. Uh, Jeff M says, holy crap, listening to Frosty talk about Berserk anime in general was triggering. Berserk is my favorite story ever. Berserk armor is for all make classes, Dragon Slayer Sword for Warrior and Griffith's armor for females. Male I just... class. He corrected himself in a reply. Okay. Uh, all male class. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says, I just quit two weeks ago but i will come back to fight nosferatu zod still will keep listening because i love you both hex for life uh fuck the bdo subreddit those mods are a bunch of weird mouth breathers that mod reslar spoke of banned me for some bullshit i blame reslar but nothing lost weirdos (laughs) (laughs) yeah me for you getting banned so i'm gonna say this i think the female armor is gross uh the male armor that berserk anime thing looks really really dope but I don't think anyone should buy it because you can't die it. And the fact that you can't die is absolutely retarded. No offense. Uh, the Spoon Elite says, How dare you call me out? You've earned another dislike. Take that, YouTube analytics. <laughs> uh, I told you, there's going to be a lot of these. <laughs> yeah. Zappy says, Good podcast. I haven't watched every episode, so I don't know if this topic came up. Mid tier PvE and their balance. For me, I main 62 Maywa, 253 AP Kudum. I recently started playing a Musa 251 for fun, and it felt like Musa's abilities deal a lot more damage than Maywa's. For example, my Musa, I one shot every mob at Blood Wolves with Crust Crusher, Blow the Bell, and Fiery Crevice, while the Maywa, which is two levels higher, the high damage dealing ability is Petal Bloom, which deals 80% of the enemy's HP. I excluded Red Moon, every ability without their flow. I feel like 
the coverage of Mayweather's abilities is lower than Moose's. They should be doing more damage. If Nayashi is there next podcast, I would like to hear his take on it. I love Mayweather, but it feels disheartening to see such a difference in grind speed. I, um, I think one of the things is with that is that, I mean, yeah, it's. I think it's going to feel shitty until the high end because um, now Moose is very good at Aukman and Manchum's on the high end and uh, objectively better than Mewa, but at Histria and Sacrea and Star's End, um, and Star's End might be questionable, but Histria and Sacrea, Mewa's actually better um, because you can get off, even though the damage isn't like trying to think of a good way to explain it but basically if you're trying to one shot a pack and move on to the next like the moose is just better at that everything about the moose's kit like they're benefited by that type of gameplay but where you actually can execute a full combo and use skills in rapid succession on one pack of mobs that's nice and tightly grouped the mewa does better so yeah um Nayashi says, we got that one dislike, XD. <laughs> yeah, our one dislike, huh? I think it's 14. Uh, Ezra EB says, it was me, and it was because of Reslar. Good and Drunk says, stay the fuck out of my cadres, Reslar. What's that about? No worries. Do you no, grind cadres? No, you said last podcast, you were like, you should go grind cadres or something. Oh, yeah. Something to that effect, I don't remember. Yeah, I want to change that. You should grind war guns. Uh, says, <laughs> screw that tittle. Inconsistencies in Reddit rules. T t say that again, sorry? Tittle. T-I-T-T-L-E. Okay. I, I wasn't looking at the comments, so I thought you were being retarded. He just spelled it. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know how else to pronounce that. Tittle? Title. Screw that tittle. Title. It's it's definitely a tittle. He meant tittle. Humanity does not make mistakes. He said inconsistencies <laughs> in Reddit rules, auto dislike boots, Google conspiracy theory, amount of dislikes in the podcast, and online hate towards Reslar from a random guy who dislikes all of his videos with Nayashi. That should be the new title. Uh, he also follows up and says to the guy asking for editing software uh, in 142.10, I use OBS for live streaming and he helps that guy out. So hopefully you check that out. Um, and he has a whole list of sources and tools and all that so uh yeah and that that's the comments and that is the comments so we did i it, think dude. we're we yeah we did it we did it reddit i don't know and i'm so tired this one this one i think i am gonna put on reddit because you know choice is a big is a big name gotta yeah, get his gotta get his stuff out there so if you're here from reddit you're probably not still watching but if you are, oh, that's going to be a flag. Yeah, that's a flag. Uh, we appreciate you checking us out. Hopefully you stick around. Uh, this is what we do every week, barring something unexpected happening. Um, what do we got in the tournament? We're not, we're, are we formally announcing it here? Uh... I mean, yeah. obviously not. Yeah, we should, right? Okay. Is... Yeah, we should. All right, let's do it. I mean, what did we... Uh, we're, we're not going to give all the details, obviously, but we agreed on some uh, baseline stuff. So we are going to be... If I can find the fucking shit, we're going to be having the tournament on December 8th, uh, which is a Sunday. 
it is going to be it is uh one uh lit move it's two weeks from today the day we're recording this uh december 8th we're gonna get a sign up going in the discord relatively shortly it is going to be a 3v3 tournament so you have to sign up with two other people um yeah i think that's like kind of just the basic stuff out of the way if you want more specific uh shit it is gonna be trial characters that's another thing we should trial characters and there will be a small prize pool that hopefully i can make bigger but i gotta figure out how yeah so 3v3 december 8th trial characters cash prize pool uh rules are going to be found in the discord here real soon so if you're interested in participating in this tournament at all Make sure you keep an eye on the Discord for the sign up and the rules and you know all that fancy stuff. We are two weeks away from trying to do this shit, so please keep an eye out. Join the Discord, and uh, yeah, that's that. That's my formal announcement, my formal informal announcement for the tournament. So, all right, I'll probably post that also in the Reddit post. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I still gotta shoot. I post. asked. I asked a couple people that have quite a bit of experience uh, with tournaments and stuff if I could shoot them our rules, and I still need to do that. I completely forgot to do that, <laughs> so I still need to do that. Right. Get it checked out by them. Anyways, uh, uh, yeah. anything before we get off, Rusty? Yeah, share this uh, episode in your discords um, on Reddit with your Reddit friends, in-game, world chat, server chat, all that. Make sure more people RP are listening. Chat. RP chat. We're only averaging a thousand viewers per week. We need to get up to uh, two two thousand. I feel really good about two thousand. <laughs> you know, it would just make me feel special. Um, so yeah, get the podcast out there. If you have comments, leave them below. We always appreciate those and enjoy reading those. And uh, yeah, that's all for me. Alrighty, like you said, make sure you leave a comment down below. We read every comment. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys.